No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Calling all heads. Hey, heads. Hey, heads. You have boring <laughs> walls in your house. Fix it. Fix it now. How can I how, do that? Yeah, how? You should go to finandwheel.com and check out the amazing Grateful Dead inspired art poster prints they have ready to hook you up at 10% off with. Yeah, they do. They have that. That's a good yeah. deal. They how are you going to get they, that 10% off? You're going to put in the promo code NSR when you check out at Finn and Wheel, and they're going to give you 10% off on all of their prints that are printed on 100 pound cover stock premium quality fsc certified paper at one of the top print shops in north america yeah that's what you're gonna get these are inspired by the great outdoors by cycling by surfing by the grateful dead by the pacific, by the pacific northwest, northwest. That's yes right. and after you put in that promo code nsr they're also gonna throw in some slaps for you yeah so slaps not boring walls, beautiful print inspired by the Grateful Dead. And helping out the No Simple Road family. Yeah, do that. One of our lovely sponsors is Shop Tour Bus. Shop Tour Bus. If you're not Shop sure what bus. that is, you need to go over and check them out at shoptourbus.com on Instagram or at shoptourbus on Instagram yeah, or shoptourbus.com. Right. I did say it right. Yes, you sure so did. These are Grateful Dead inspired t shirts that are just beautiful, they're comfy. They're kind of cryptic. People ask about them all the time. I get so many comments when I wear them. What is that on your shirt? And you'd be like, this is Franklin's Tower or this is Truckin'. Yeah, and you get to break it down and explain it to them. And then they take these and they put them in these beautiful boxes that are hand painted by the people over there at Shop Tour Bus. They throw in little trinkets and everything. I'm going to. They throw in stickers. I'm going to read one review because this is beautiful. It sounds super cheesy, but I almost got teary-eyed opening the package and seeing what's inside. Without a doubt, it shows how much you guys love what you're doing by taking the time to go the extra mile. As a true deadhead, it's awesome to know and feel that there are so many of us out there. Keep doing what you're doing. Always grateful, Brian. And as a true deadhead, they're giving the No Simple Road family free shipping when you put in the promo code no simple road when you check out so make sure you put that in go over to shoptourbus.com hook yourself up with some fresh threads everybody's a fan of something yep you, you like That's sports true. you like music cartoons you like music something so check this out what if you could have a light in your house that was inspired by the thing that you're a fan of 
That'd be awesome. Right? If you're into fish, you could get a fish light, shaped like a fish with fish donuts on it. <laughs> or if you were into, I don't know, the Bengals, yeah. even though they lost the Super Bowl, you could get a, a light they that got says all your Cincinnati Bengals covered. on it. Yep. You could get a light that has a color-changing bulb, or you could get a light that has a Bluetooth speaker in it. You could create an aquarium of fish and jellyfish and starfish. There's just so many designs they've done. So this is IQ Technology Lights. IQ Technology stands for Interlocking Quadrilaterals, and that is 30 interlocking pieces that can be combined into 15 different shapes. And when you put them together, they can basically build any kind of shaped light you can think of. So you could like decorate your kids' room or your easy up at a or festival. Or your RV, because that oh, they shit. were at a RV convention the other day yeah. and had their lights up. How awesome would that be to light up your RV in these funky, eclectic, cool, beautiful lights? And all of them come with a 12-year energy-efficient, safe-to-leave-on bulb, a hardware kit to hang the light, you know, man. And they're giving you 20% off when you put in the promo code NSR when you check out you are going to get 20% off your purchase at Electric Fish Lights so make sure you follow them on Instagram at Electric Fish Lights and go to electricfishlights.com and check out what they're doing put yourself in an order because you're going to be stoked when you get it Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out.
here we are. Hey, now, no simple road family. We're back with uh, hey. another fun-filled episode with Aaron and Mel and Apple and, and whoever you were that that called in a couple of weeks ago and said, "Hey, man, what about the fucking sponge episode, man? We should well, play it. That that uh, we should really play it who, for this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, it, there was the tepid line call in, so Absolutely. here we'll we'll do it right now. Yeah, we'll let the tepid line do its thing. Hey, when are you guys going to release the fucking Sponge episode? You know, uh... I nailed the voice. Like, it's been good recently, but, like, I don't really want to hear from all these people, uh, washed up. Like, Karina, <laughs> she's not washed up. She's fucking new, up and coming. But, uh, she said, you know, too many too many times. If, if somebody you know kind of be fucking rough for the episode, let's do that fucking Sponge uh, met you guys in fucking Eugene, uh, which was cool to meet you guys. Uh, but let's get the fucking sponge episode. I feel right, right. those dudes are, uh, they're on their way up. Uh, and all right. Love you guys. We love you too. But what's with all this fucking like Jamal fucking love Jamal. Jamal, what the fuck his name is? AKA. That was great. You already had him on. Why? Sponge. Let's do the sponge episode. All right, love you. We love you too. We really do. And and guess what you're getting this week? You're getting Sponge, buddy. Sponge, baby. Yeah. If I could high five you in person right now, my friend, I would high five you if I could remember who you were. If if whoever you are, I'm sure you're listening to this episode because you saw <laughs> that we're finally releasing the fucking Sponge episode and you're listening. So whoever you are, if you would call back on the tepid line and just tell us who you are. It's a mystery. The sponge guys want to know. Bryce, they're, they're, um, what is Bryce? Bryce, like Bryce their, is their hype man. Their manager. Tour manager. He's, He's doing manager, their lighting. Whatever. Man, He's like, doing their lighting yeah. everything. Bryce wants to know. Even if you got Dar- an Instagram, let us know your Instagram. Yeah. You know, let us, let's Darwin was are. curious too. He, he did. He was like, who was that that called and was like, release the fucking sponge episode. But you know, he's a dog. So, but yeah, sponge this week, everybody. And if you aren't familiar with who sponge is, they are a amazingly talented local, uh, Portland grown or Eugene or grown. Eugene. Yeah. yeah. Oregon grown. Let's say <laughs> Oregon yeah. grown. Oregon grown. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. Oregon grown jam band. And, uh, they, I mean, as you just heard, they're on their way up. So <laughs> we're, <laughs> yeah. we're bringing them straight to you on their way up. And, and uh, this one was super special too. Cause this one, they, they all came over here to the house and yeah, they graced out. us with their presence. And it was so fun because we had some of the guys come at first and then like, it was just, Oh, that's right. This was a whole the thing. They couldn't and, find yeah. the house and they all went to go look for them and then they pulled up. Yeah. It that's was a right. great time. Yeah. So if, uh, you know, you want to, support the no simple road family you know you could throw these guys a follow on instagram absolutely uh, show up to one of their shows their instagram is is a uh, i'm fucking blowing it sponge with s-p-u-n-j but that is not it's underscore sponge at underscore sponge with a j then you can throw them a follow and they're getting ready to release some music but you'll hear about that in the interview and uh, they got a bunch of stuff up on YouTube you can see. And uh, yeah, they're fucking amazing. And you may have caught them in the parking lot at the Gorge if you were at the Gorge Fish. That was huge for them. They destroyed 
the entire parking lot of the gorge with amazing music and um, gained a bunch of new fans from all over the country over there. So yeah, sponge, you're finally fucking getting it. Here it is. Uh, but first wasn't well, and, and on Tuesday too, uh, on Tuesday two twenty two twenty two, their new single sanity is going to be released and you'll be able to find that on all major streaming platforms. Also, they are going to be part of the Mojo family fest. And that is going to be June 24th through the 26th in Washougal. Yeah, Washougal. I couldn't see that L. Washington. So join them there. Yeah. And that's another band that's on their way up is Bodie Mojo. And they are another local Oregon band that is full of talent. And uh, they're going to be on an upcoming episode of No Simple Road as well. So everybody out there, you know, show the Oregon Jam community some love and follow these guys. and help support them because they are putting in the work and the talent is there. So help lift them up because they're on the ride. Their last, um, well, this is going to be on Thursday. Yeah. So on Friday, they are going to be performing in Corvallis. So check them out in Corvallis on a Friday, the 25th. So let's do the business and get everybody to the interview. And then when the interview's over, remember, do not, stop the podcast there's so much left once the interview is completed because you get to hang out with us it's like a digital campfire it's like it's like a sunday morning and it's just us and you and we're hanging out on the porch or you know at a park somewhere and we're talking about things that matter man easy like sunday more thank you apple for that exactly (laughs) like that so follow us on all the social the social media platforms at No Simple Road. Here's the real thing that I should say. Follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. I don't really Facebook much and I tweet less than I Facebook. So yeah, Instagram, that's the place. And if you know anybody that doesn't know about No Simple Road, I am um, charging you with the holy mission of spreading the gospel of No Simple Road, of actually being mycelium in our network and helping the fungus spread to ears all over the country. So if you're in a place where you know someone that doesn't know about No Simple Road, it's your job, it's your mission to tell them about it. And there's something for everybody, as you know. There's something for your mom, your dad, you, your brother, there's your sister. There's something for like three-year-olds in this show. Sure, sure there is. Like what? Was it, uh, who was it that Nick did that family, oh, the family right. album? Okay. We've you're had right. several family albums. I Kel- stand correct. Keller was on. He does a family album. Damn, I got shut the fuck uh-huh. up. What's, what, boy? Dang. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com and you know what you can do there? You can go to the merch tab and you can buy No Simple Road merch. And here's yeah. a new one. If you're fast forwarding, stop at nosimpleroad.com now. There is a tarot tab at the top of the page what? and when you click that you can purchase a one hour tarot reading from mel and i you can schedule it there on the page and uh you will get a one hour tarot reading with the grateful dead tarot deck and you will receive an audio file of your reading as and you will also get a personalized playlist based on the cards that we pulled from your reading so it's pretty amazing. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. And we did our first one this past week and it was better than I could have expected. I have a, I have a testimonial from that. Um, Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Yeah. A These cards, which um, we will be coming out with the episode 
um, with the two wonderful ladies who created this tarot deck, Liz and Aaron. They totally um, took the pandemic by the balls and created an entire 300 page book and beautiful 78 card tarot deck. And for any Grateful Dead lover who likes to collect stuff, whether you read tarot or not, I highly, highly recommend it because this is still in the first edition and it'll definitely go beyond the first edition. I'll say that. Okay. So here's the testimonial from our very first uh, tarot reading. And it's from Christopher. And he said, Aaron and Mel were fantastic. It was my first tarot reading in a long time. So it was great to get a head's view into what bubbles up beneath the surface. Using dead themed deck helped demystify the cards to me and helped me find a way to apply their meaning in my life. If you listen to No Simple Road or Ahead, a friend of Ahead, or anything close, you're going to dig it. Mel and Aaron do a great job of explaining a card's role when it's pulled and really take time with you to appreciate the beauty in a way it all unfolds. If you've been looking for a way to support No Simple Road, this is a great way to do it. Boom. Thanks a lot. Wow. So yeah, you can do all that on uh, on www.nosimpleroad.com. Just click on where it says tarot and you can, you'll can you figure it out. You're smart people. I have faith in you. <laughs> um, you can also sign up for the newsletter there and you can also find out where we're going to be. We're going to be at a bunch of shows coming up. We're going to be at Skull and Roses Fest on April 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. We're going to be at Northwest String Summit. We're going to be at Pigeons Playing Ping Pong. We're going to be at Sponge. We're going to be yeah, at Le Special. Are. Opening for Le Special yeah. on the 17th of March. So, you know, if you want to come. St. Patty's Day. With us, we will be there. So, everybody, um, also, patreon.com forward slash no simple road. If you are so inclined, that is how we pay the bills around here. Or one of the ways now. We also pay the bills with tarot readings. But, yes, we uh, do. <laughs> you know, Patreon is Merch. our bread and butter. And yeah. uh, Basically, there's so many ways to support us. If but, you like what we're doing, head on over to Patreon, like Aaron's saying. And... A dollar a month, five dollars a month, twenty dollars a month. Sign up, and Million? you'll feel so good every month when it comes out of your check, knowing that you have supported something that you love. There it is. I'm not going to even add on to that. And uh, what did we forget? The tepid we got the line. tepid line nine seven one eight zero eight fifteen twenty four. And we do have one call on the tepid line that we have not played, and that is right here. Hey, Mel, Apple, and Aaron. This is Sarah, um, previously from San Francisco, but brand new to the Grass Valley area. Just wanted to call and give a shout out. Say thank you guys so much for doing what you're doing. I know someone previously described you guys as a warm blanket um, (laughs) in really tough times, and you guys have been just that for me the past, I don't know, two years. Uh, Really made things feel like normal when they're not. Reminded me what's important. Um, thank you for alerting me to the Reed Mathis show the other day at the chapel. That was super dope. Um, and I just, I love you guys so much. And I will also be at the Pigeon show um, near Tahoe. So I would love to meet up. Thank you for the invitation that I never get. I uh, can't wait to meet you guys someday. Thank you again for what you're doing. Aww. Oh, my oh thank you, Sarah. I didn't hear that before. That's freaking sweet and beautiful and amazing. Super cool, right? A and, warm blanket. and uh, At least the, it's not a wet blanket. And she got to go catch the Reed yeah, show. Yeah. Like, right wow. on, Sarah. When we meet, I want to hear your thoughts on that show. So if you want to be like Sarah and be super rad and cool and awesome and, 
have a special place in our hearts, you can call 971-808-1524 and leave a sweet message like that. I Thanks mean, again, Sarah. That was, that was really, that was beautifully put. It doesn't have to be a sweet message. I mean, you heard the other message. Yeah. That was, you know, <laughs> you know we like all kinds of stuff. sweet in its way. Yeah. He really wants to hear a sponge. He told us he loved us and I'm dumb down. He was a big fan. Yeah. Okay. That was it. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody, before we get into the interview, I want to tell you one last thing. We love you guys. And it's an honor to do this thing for you. And we dig you. And we can't wait to meet you out there at the shows. And when we say come boogie with us, we mean it. We do. So we hope to see as many of the No Simple Road family as possible at these shows coming up in the next few months. So with that, we are going to get to the interview with Sponge. Remember to hang out with us afterwards. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Sponge. Sponge.
let's move. Yeah, where is Bryce? Is he coming back? I don't in? know if he plans on coming in. Or Our not. van doubles as a Why new would Oh, company. I think he was. Yeah, I think doubles from. He wasn't not that he explicitly said it, but nobody. I think he thinks that he's not going to be done. Why? He's what allowed do you, to. Do you guys? No, I'm just. What I'm did just you do? Relaying. Oh, you're relaying I know, this. Yeah. You think he's fucked up, man? Do you guys want him here? Outside. You're well, cool enough to hang out with the No Simple he's Road sitting crew. Sitting in the fucking hallway, cross-legged, crying. Oh my god! <laughs> Crisscross applesauce on. Oh. He's like, at least I got him here on time. <laughs> 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 They're here. That's all that matters. They're here. That's all that matters. We found Sage and David. Van is here. Yeah, you know what? Oh, English. poor Brian. All the are best. We, are we started? I don't know. <laughs> We're just like bullshit. <laughs> Wait, that's did you usually how it starts. Haven't, have you not listened to the show? This <laughs> no, is it, man. man. This, this is what know. happens. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> so back to moving. <laughs> back to Our moving. van actually is a, a U-Haul. Did you fly? Bryce, home? you're allowed in the room, man. I we will allow. But you better it. be quiet, Bryce. You got to be on your best behavior. No talking. <laughs> Feel no free talking, to move right? the seat don't where you need to. Don't spill anything. I'd like everybody to uh, just take a quick look. Bryce has got the uh, Callaway sweater on. I know, what a little gentleman. What a little gentleman <laughs> <laughs> we have today. General Mills. General. Bryce, what's, what's, general Bryce, what's your handicap? Perfect. What's up, you guys? You made it. Hey, we're here. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Far out. Okay. I'm Aaron. Hey, Aaron. That's Mel. What's up, Mel? What's up? Uh, I'm David. I am Josh. I'm Sage. I'm Chase. And I'm Dan. And I'm Apple. All right. We all know each other now. Yeah. Now go around the room and repeat and we got Bryce is over there. Bryce is in the corner. <laughs> Bryce is the quiet Bryce, band Bryce manager is sitting, sitting over. Bryce, if you have anything to say, just let me know and I'll swing my mic over for you. Okay. okay. So, hi guys. This is, Hello? for everybody out there, this is Sponge and, uh. It's been a long time coming, you guys. This is uh What's with the spelling, guys? <laughs> oh. Um that's just a total rip off of fish, you know. Just being being young and just just like, oh young man, they're, they're the coolest, yeah. so I want to do that. Silly spelling know? for okay. an ordinary word. Okay. All right. Well, on the word spun, like I, I think you know That was an added, honestly. That that was just like, that oh just sweet. Better, like that's though. that yeah. is also there, but it was really I just thought it was, you know, um over, you know, it just kind of rolled off the tongue. It was right. visually pleasing to see. Yeah. It is it visually is. pleasing. Yeah. It is. I like the P and the J together. When you look at it. <laughs> we're talking about consonants now. I, I, yeah. I thought we were talking sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, I know that some of you live in Seattle, right? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, myself and Chase. Yes, I do live in Seattle. And yes. so our, our <laughs> keyboardists and our sound tech, Chase and Dan, they live in Seattle. And then the three of us. The rest of the band lives in Eugene. So when people ask, where is Sponge from? We say Eugene. Well, we've been saying Eugene, but now kind of is like. From all over. For <laughs> Well, for multiple purposes, we try now to just say P&W so that we kind of sound bigger than one bigger yeah. city. And we yeah. kind of like to other people outside of the area it makes us, you know, seem kind of larger than life. But um yeah, to and too with Bryce being, you know, who's also like essential part of the crew. He's in Portland. So it's like we kind of have members, you know, spread out to where it kind of feels where we're not just based in, you know, 
Eugene, we're not it's just true. based in Seattle. You are Pacific Northwest. It's definitely the like region. a blessing and a curse, though. You know, like it's it's uh, it allows us a lot more territory, a lot a lot more ground to cover for sure. But it, it doesn't allow us the uh, the privilege or the, or the the comfort to be able to kind of live with each other and write songs and, and kind of oh, have yeah. that creative collaborative process all the time, kind of twenty four seven. It's something that we have to schedule out and kind of have regimented. Uh, so that part can get frustrating, especially for me, because I mean, these guys, you know, they all live together in Eugene, so it's like, yeah. Some um, say but, we're cities apart. But, <laughs> but I mean, we, we find a way to make it work. So far, it's it's yeah. actually worked out really, really well. And um, Would yeah, you so, be willing to move? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, okay. eventually I, I do plan on doing that. I'm locked in my lease right now for the next year and a half okay. or so in Seattle. Um, but I, I think we're trying to figure out... Uh, some sort of solution to that issue in We're the back future. Back to moving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Moving is a hot topic. Like Eugene's kind of the place to be, though. Like, me and Dan, we we, we we road trip down, honestly, a weekly basis at this point, and it's kind of one of those things that, like, oh, we're, I, we've kind of learned to hate Seattle's traffic and everything. It's, it's <laughs> always a treat. Tight. But, but I'll say on the flip, it's been really okay. fun for us to kind of leave the smaller town yeah. of Eugene, get to hang out in the big yeah. city, and, like, you know, so it's, like... Without having to pay the like living fees of it, so it's like we've been kind of, you know, yeah, you we've don't. been able to go see these shows. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and it also it helps us interlock with new bands that we wouldn't really get to, yeah. you know, intermingle with as much, you know. So now it's like when we're spending, you know, a weekend or like five days up in Seattle on the off time, we get to go check out, you know, Swindler or you know uh, Ari, Joshua, Ari Joshua, like he right. was Wayland. Just saw. Eugene really does have a. <clears throat> A popping live music scene. There's music going on multiple nights a week, but being able to go hang out in Seattle and Portland, we're getting to experience and like hang out with an audience that's like going to a Blazers game or like catching oh, yeah. the Seahawks play. Lot, and sure. so then they're just going to go out for a beverage and that's get right. exposed to Sponge. But that's And it's also great. cool to have those diehard fans back in Eugene. Yeah, Eugene. I mean, even even for me and Che. I mean, I'll speak for the both of us. But it's gotten to the point where, like, I I pull it, I pull off that exit, and I'm like, yeah, I'm home now. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, that's cool. It's like, that's yeah. so sweet. <laughs> well, oh. Eugene has a feel like when we went to the like when you guys played after the fish shows, and you just dropped in the middle of Keezy yeah. Square. That where was while exactly. we were blown, I was I was like like there the skeptic in me was like oh this is getting shut down right away you can't do this shit I had this the isn't emoji gonna happen eyes. I felt the I same I, 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 I was worried we were gonna it I mean went, we did that was all the Bryce let us go until two thirty that was all Bryce in yeah, the public yeah. you know like a public square you know yeah just amazing apparently we were the longest or the latest show. In Keezy Square, apparently that we were the latest to go. So, 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 just like to that put line, it into perspective, the Keezy Square, you can rent out that Love space it. from the city, and you can have live music events if with a permit okay. until one a.m. That's it. No, we you cannot go past that. one a.m. We did not have a permit. We went to like two forty-five <laughs> in the morning. No and permit it was popping. generator. That, was, that scene that over felt, there was fucking popping too. It was, it was really, 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 Those good. Were really, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That I was had, awesome. I had a blast. Yeah. So, do you think that? having members of the band in a couple of different cities um, hurt you in not being able to cultivate a, a home audience? Or do you think it helps you because it, it spreads you out and you can do that in more than one place? It definitely helps. I think we're, yeah, we're spread out and we still have a really good fan base in Eugene, you know? Yeah. Well, so you have to understand this hasn't always been the case. So Dan and Chase are like 
very new to the sponge reality. Okay. So I think that kind of needs to be explained for everything else to kind of make sense. All right. Totally. So we were fully in 100% just a Eugene band. All of the members, you know, we were all, even all living in the same house. So we've actually done both. We're, all four of us were living in the same house. We were literally like, you know, all three of us were working the same job. We'd all go to work, come back, rehearse, da 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 And so that... That's what helped create the Eugene scene. And then kind of what happened is funny. It's really, it was the Fish at the Gorge shows this most recent year when oh. we went and we played the Shakedown or the, yeah, in the campgrounds. And Chase and Dan came out. And at this point, they were not, Dan was not in the band. Um, but we had played with his other band, Moose Almighty. So we were friends. We had, you know, made that connection. He, they both agreed to come out and run sound for us at the Gorge. And we just super hit it off. And I, you know, I think we just really clicked as like friends. And I saw, we also saw how good of a musician Dan was. Like he was just kind of, he would just noodle in and chime in. And like, you know, on the, before the fish shows, we would all just be noodling. And it was just like, oh man, like. Very similar visions as well. Yeah. Like, what What do you mean so, by that? When you say similar visions, what do you like, mean? Like just, we, we both, we all wanted the same thing. And then meeting Dan, it was like, oh, well. This guy's like totally on the same plane of like, you know, just like trying to kind of like gear like where we want to head with the band and also just like, you know, how we want to play the live. Like once we started jamming with Dan, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, like we share a lot of the same ideas. It's how did it feel for you, Dan? Uh it it felt it felt very organic. It it, it was a, it was a steady climb kind of building up. Like I remember Josh and I we so we uh we spent uh, the weekend together, Sage, Josh, and I spent the weekend together at uh, Mojo Family Fest with our friends from Bodie Mojo. Uh, Jack McGrain has a beautiful place up in uh, shout out Jack Washugal. Yeah, shout out Jack. to Jack, the homies, uh, <laughs> up in Washugal, and he threw this awesome festival in September this year. And it was uh, over it my was, birthday, yeah, it was actually. Sage's birthday. It was oh, so, wow. much fun. Uh, so yeah, it was it was, it was a lot of fun. And Josh and I were were just kind of there's a little tiny like it's like a double wide trailer home like just on the property. And Jack let like a couple of the homies and like the VIPs like of, of the festival like into the house just to, like take a shower and like go to the bathroom and like hang out in the kitchen. Me and Josh were in the kitchen probably talking to like six, seven in the morning one yeah. day. Oh my God. And just like and, and like we were just so excited. We were talking about like jams and like just music and like like gear and tone and everything like that for like a, a many, many, many hours. And like it just kind of clicked. Like I, I got to play music with these guys. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah. And it was it wasn't like two weeks later that I was just like. Heading down to Eugene to join the band. Are you in both wow. bands now? Or are you I, yeah, so I still play in Moose Almighty uh, in Seattle. And so uh, our drummer, Kevin, and I, we run a studio out of Seattle, Mandarack Studios. That's where we just recorded the EP um, in Seattle. We just finished that up yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I, Look I live in Seattle. Look forward to it, people. I still play with both <laughs> bands. I just quit my day job to play with both bands. Um, wow. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just taking a full deep dive into music. I'm how, really excited whoa. about it. How? How does that feel? Yeah, how does Dan? that feel, man? To it's a great feeling. So I, I used to work in assisted living. Um, mm -hmm. I worked there for four years. So I, I mean, Chase and I, that's Chase. where we met. All right. <laughs> um, so we we uh, we worked in assisted living throughout the whole COVID pandemic. Whoa! Oh, shit. So like guys. people were locked in their room. Like we like oh. it was. I had to serve breakfast. Like I had to get there and like serve breakfast every single morning. Like door to door like serve hot trays to people like full like like in like a gown like shield mask gloves like everything like it was brutal oh. it was terrible so after like doing that for a year and a half i was so burnt out that i was like if i could just 
play music and just play music like I that's the life and I think a lot of people during the pandemic came to terms with the fact that like they don't want to work nine to fives like nobody wants to do a nine to five and like and just seeing how little of a safety net there is for so many industries it's like fuck it like there's there's really not much like play music like like, there's we don't have a lot of time left let's just play music who cares if you think about it too man uh, unless you're like a trust fund kid or you're independently wealthy if you work nine to five you're two paychecks away from being on the street. And uh, yeah, 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 100%. Even, even if you make good money. Yes. Like, and we're not even a paycheck away from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're being straight. Uh, yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking, it's gnarly. And, and so to make the decision to do anything other than have a nine to five is horrifying as far as like um, stability and comfort. It certainly is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and it, but just to, to kind of see, Oh my gosh, just to kind of see how how little of a difference it is to kind of going and making like you know, an hourly wage to going and like kind of gigging on the road. There's like you'd be surprised how little of a difference, you know, financially there it yeah. really is. Like wow. you really don't make a ton more money working a wow. day job. I believe that. Like it's like and what would you rather do? Your, yeah, follow I would your so dreams much rather have be fun on the road. Or not. Like, I, I really would. And, I, and I, I just, I cannot ever see myself going back to working. I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, congratulations, Seriously, brother. Dan. That's Thank fucking you. cool, That is man. a really amazing conclusion to reach Thank you. at 26 years old. Yeah, no, and, and that's the thing. I, I was home visiting my, my, my family for, for Thanksgiving back on the East Coast. Yeah. And, and I was like, look. Like if I do this, like I'm gonna do this, and they were like, by all means, like so please. they were totally you got, supportive. You have family they're like, support. 100%. They're like, look, you're in your 20s, you're young. If you're gonna do this now, like you gotta do this. Grab like it. go and do it. Good for them. Um, for so putting I'm stoked that, about it. Yeah. So you're for, and I'm curious about that too because we were talking earlier and stuff. You guys, everybody here is from like back east. What well, everyone except for David and me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So actually, no, we're we're from all over the. Oh, from all yeah, so over. Okay. From, I'm originally from Texas, Austin, Texas. Okay. Okay. Um, so Sage, Texas. And then yeah, Chase. Okay. I Chicago. grew up in Chicago, and then I went out east before coming here. Okay. And then Dave, where are you from? You haven't said much. I'm from Oregon. Oh, David, <laughs> Oregon. So, Sage, tell me, uh, tell me how the band came together. Like, how did this whole thing start? So it's actually a pretty weird unique story so rewind like five six years ago um i basically had just discovered fish this wasn't so i've been playing in bands and music like pretty much my entire life like you i have like eight years old i'm on my dad's like first recording like rapping and stuff and um you know eight years old so I had been performing a ton, but it was like always, you know, it started with indie bands and then it actually got like punk and metal. And then like 1920, I discovered fish and like that whole thing. And it just totally like flips my entire like reality upside down. Um, and I'm like, that's the kind of music I want to start playing. But, um, not that this is a prerequisite, but at that point in time, I had never studied music like in a, in a institutional setting or I'd never like really like started to take lessons and like move like beyond like power chords and like very like more you know i don't want to say simple music but like you know more elementary campfire playing yeah and sorry i'm um uh rambling here no that um, dude it's a podcast please ramble uh, <laughs> or this so is gonna be ba- really fucking short <laughs> the band starts and and this is in arcata so this is i went to humboldt state university in arcata california um this is where it all starts 
the band first takes its first iteration with none of these people. Josh, no one's in the picture here. It's like a completely different lineup. Um, and we play like a couple shows. Nothing happens out of it. Everyone kind of leaves and actually just like quits the band and like goes on and like graduates and like nothing happens. And then at that point, I decide to start studying music and go to HSU for music. So... Uh, and then around simultaneously, I've met Josh. So fast uh, forward, yeah. So he can <laughs> chime in now. I've met Josh, and I'm studying at HSU. You met Josh at HSU. No, yeah. I met oh, Josh no, 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 sorry. at a trim scene. In yeah, yeah, we were actually. Yeah. That's what my I did. Friends, for my friends, Melanie and Julian, actually, like, um, I was staying there with a couple friends from back east. We did a road trip out, and um, we were living at their house. Got a job hookup. You know, we were out there trying to trim weed, you know, yeah. of course. And uh, we met Sage. Like, we, we literally go to this guy's house. We're, like, all trimming in his, like, garage or whatever. And, um, you know, he's putting fish on and, and Twiddle. And then we were like, ooh, Twiddle, we, you know, we had similar interests. I wasn't quite into fish yet. I was predominantly a dad. He was head. hating on fish. I okay. did. Uh, I, but we all have all been there. Now. We've all been there. I love that, okay, I swear. <laughs> Me and Aaron were just talking Get about this. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I like the dead, I swear. Uh, so, yeah, and um, decided to do, like, a three-night run, Portland, Eugene, back to Humbrews in Arcata, and just bonded crazy. I heard him play drums and was like, I gotta, I gotta play with you. And I was not, I, w I wasn't playing guitar for very long at that point. So, you know, I had a lot to grow. And he made it pretty obvious, but, you know, it, it worked out, and here we are. And Wow. <laughs> what was so you're kind of no, so no, so no, we had met but hold on you're skipping so he okay. we had met we're homies but we're not trying to do a band thing we're not trying to do a band thing you go back to Colorado to be a ski bum for like another year fun times you're working <laughs> he's working a a hill and then I guess something clicks and he's just like dude I want to move back and like try to start a band and then I'm like whoa like dude I'm like studying music like and I have like almost like ten years of playing on you like being dead honest like if you're if that's what you want to do you're gonna have to fucking like step it up study son. up like see oh, yeah. you know Sage really he doesn't sugarcoat it i know no. but but <laughs> dude i mean josh he was like all right you know i'll ass. do it he did he i would like go to school learn stuff and then i would basically come home and try to either catch him up to where i was or try to just start giving him lessons and then like a couple months in yeah we like played our first gig with uh, a 50% different lineup. We've kind of had a lot of different members <laughs> come and go, but um, yeah, I had the first show, kind of did a whole thing for like six months in Arcata and had these great shows, but we're like, dude, like there's no way we're going to take on the world if we're like in Arcata. Like Arcata yeah. is just too small. And so we were like, we have to move. And so we made the decision to move as a band up to Eugene. Um, and a couple members later, here we are. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So how did, how did you end up with, David. with the band? Oh, so I, I actually met these guys at this, like, I was hanging out with this other band that I actually still play in. It's like a, like a heavy psych rock band called Creek Preep Jenga. But we were, uh, it was like the 4th of July and we were just going out camping and invited some friends and we were like, oh, hey, we should find another band and just invite them out to play. And so it ended up being Sponge, like with the previous bass player. And so they came out and uh, I was actually like, 
I was actually like on acid and I was like listening to them play. And uh, I, I met Sage's girlfriend, Kara, first. And I was like, hey, do you think they'd get mad if they asked if I can like jam with them for a second? And she was like, maybe, but like you should do it anyway. So I like put my horn together. <laughs> oh, shit. I just put my saxophone together uh, and I, I kind of just like walked up and like looked at them and I was like, just stared at them for a second. Bug-eyed <laughs> stare. Just stared at them for a second. They're finally like, okay. And uh, I think it, I played on a song that uh, was called Love Me and uh, just took a saxophone solo. And I was like, damn, these guys are really fun to play with. These guys are really good. And uh, it wasn't for a few months. So I, you know, I, I kind of became friends with them. And then a few months later, they were looking for a bass player. And I was like, hey, I also play bass. Like, can I hang out with you guys, play some music? You just wanted to play with them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, these guys are cool dudes. Like, they play really good music. Right I would love to play with them, you know? So, you mentioned, like, being into punk rock and stuff, Sage, and, and going to your first Fish show. What was your first Fish show? It was the first night of the Baker's Dozen. The first three nights were my first three shows. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so... In 10 words or less. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, so, like, I feel like I can, like, so the first, too besides this, I think there's, like, two that other is. experiences where I remember just completely having my, like, reality blown, you know, just like, oh, I didn't even know that this, like, like, existed on the planet Earth. Like, like, how have I not known? And it was mm -hmm. the first time I went to a punk show and I saw a black flag. And it was the first time I saw an audience participate with the music. It wasn't. It was there to stand right. and watch, you know, like, and I had seen, you know, I had seen so many bands at festivals and indies, you know, stuff and like, you know, but it was always to just kind of observe them play the music live, you know, which is so funny to think now it's like you go to see the show just live for the, the, the studio humble live. And so, yeah, it was like black flags seeing people mosh and people seeing like Chuck and he throwing each other around and jumping off the stage. And it was like, whoa, like these people are here to do more than you know, like observe like they're half of the show like you know and then mm -hmm. so it was that and then you know yeah fish where it's like just like people yeah like i mean it's exactly like you can't even describe it you really can't it's that, participatory well, well <laughs> i think a whole nother level i think what the difference is because i never thought about it like that mm. what you just said but i think what the difference is it takes the participation to another level. What you're talking about with Black Flag is a physical participation with the music. Right. Fish is physical and mental participation with right. the music. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a psych, it's a psychic connection. Almost spiritual. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's definitely. happening. Definitely. Yeah. I, definitely. I, I, yeah. I never had heard it put like that. And I, definitely. I always Def thought definitely. like. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I always thought the my first dead experience was so transformative mm -hmm. and I I mean that's what this show had started out as like me trying to figure out what the fuck happened 30 years <laughs> later can someone explain yeah can somebody please break it down but like that makes a lot of sense man mm -hmm. and if you're not expecting that to happen and I guess how could you expect that to happen yeah you if can if you don't know you can even if someone tells you even yeah. if someone like I can, you know, bring someone to their first fish show and be like, dude, it's going to be so sick. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> but like, it's not until they feel that roar and they hear yeah. the light show or whatever it is that like, 
You know, and that's, I don't know about y'all, but that's always been the cool thing is the one thing that the person that really stands out to like a, a, a first timer, you know, Incredible. whether it be like, oh, dude, the lights, it was the lights for me. Like, man, those lights. Or it was like, wow. oh, it was that one song. Like when they went to the. So what was that- your one thing? <laughs> Honestly, I think just the energy of the crowd, mm-hmm. you know, like I had seen so many good bands at that point and obviously Fish is like a whole nother level of good, but I think it was just like you're turning over and you're seeing like a couple like sob into each other's arms and you know, like yeah. they probably have some connection to that song that is so deep and like you're seeing 16 year old kids just like bug eye. Like, oh my God, look at this guitar hero tray. You're seeing like, you know, the older heads who are like, reliving their like 70s like passion and like you know mm-hmm. the the thrill of those shows you know you're seeing like just you know so many people and so many different factors the bro chatty guys you know? I'll, t- I'll <laughs> you tell know? you what it is <laughs> they're just like God, you're just so like pumped. hell yeah dude like <laughs> the trampolines what? the trampolines that's what got me really, really? The trampolines I, aside from all the musical greatness that is fish and everything else that we've covered the trampolines was the one thing that i was like oh my god why <laughs> why that well just because it's just such an original silly awesome they're amazing having so much thing. fun they're just bouncing on trampolines while playing their instruments and it was just i you know I, I obsessed with fish for since i moved out to you know live with sage and the sponge you know whole germ was you know taking taking over us i guess well me too i guess but um they call it the fever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just, you know, watched videos and videos and videos and I saw a YM and I was like, that's it. That, okay. Like, I remember actually that's specifically funny. going to Sage and being like, they are the greatest band of all Dude, time. That, it's oh funny that God. you say that. It wasn't the trampolines for me, but it was YM for me. Ooh. That was the first, well, that was actually the first fish song I ever heard. And I like still remember like being in the chair, hearing and just being like, Dude, wait, this is like a classical music in a band. I was Great like, what Scott. the f- I, Yeah, I like, literally was like, what in the hell? I told, I turned I to like, Apple, I go, we just saw every style of music in one song. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's huge. It's it's a big song. Yeah. And, it's fantastic. And like you said, they're fucking jumping on trampolines and Trey's playing Mike's bass from behind and like- oh. The whole thing that happens, it's just- it's One nice. hand to hear the, whole cr- hear the whole crowd singing. Every song yeah. and everything, yeah. we're yeah. just like, that what too. the fuck? That too. And like you said, the bros, like the everything that's going on, like it's mm-hmm. like there's so many not clicks, but so many different people all yeah. involved in it. And like we didn't we didn't like it till we finally saw them live. I th- thought the lyrics were silly. It seemed like mm-hmm. an inside joke that I didn't get almost. That was the same and, for and me it, too. Mm-hmm. Didn't like Trey's voice. Didn't care for his like voice it. a whole lot. I like his voice. I, yeah, I know. I know. These are things that, yeah. And then and then it's like I went and saw him live and it was like, oh, oh shit. So, We've been missing out on 30 something years of music and we're still playing catch up. It's funny yeah, that it's, you bring, sorry, David, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, that was what got me was just, was uh, I hadn't been super into fish. Like I checked their music out and stuff. So my first show is actually the Gorges. Like I went to the Gorge. Okay. That was my oh, first fish show. So that was like, a abuse was your first. Uh, okay. It was incredible. I was not prepared for like walking over the hill. It's my first time at the Gorge too. So just like walking oh. over the hill and seeing all of those people and how big the stage was. I was like, oh, how fuck. high were you? Pretty high. Okay, so, uh, pretty high. <laughs> I was fairly high. That was, I was high the first night and then sober the other two nights so that we could play the show. Nights we took it easy. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. I was just 
the beauty of the landscape and seeing like just how huge that stage was and just getting to like get so close to the stage because we, we waited in line for like I don't know, like what, like four, five hours, maybe six hours before for the wristband. So we got like way down on the floor on the first show. And uh, yeah, they had turned like off the water spigots too. So we had to go and pay like $30 for those, uh, what are those canned Canned death or whatever? Liquid death death things. That was a needed point to be added. (laughs) So I want to, I want to, I feel like, yeah, we we have to point that out. I want to tie together two things because, because Sage mentioned the crowd energy and then Apple mentioned that the, because he was, he said that the, the lyrics were kind of silly and like yeah. it just kind of took a little while for you to get to it. I, I personally didn't really resonate a lot with Tom Marshall and Trey's lyrics until very recently. I kind of also thought they were pretty ridiculous. Um, my first show, MSG 2013, was New Year's and they did a game hinge set like in the mid in the second. Oh, set. you were oh, so dude. but me, my first show, I'm like, what is this nonsense? Like about <laughs> <laughs> like about like lizard people and like who are these and all these people around me are losing their minds like they've just like oh, found the holy grail. Because they did. And they did, and I'm and I'm just like you know I'm gonna turn to my buddy. I'm like, this is a really great show. Like I'm having a great this time, but like, really, why are really all these people good. like I, I like I feel like I you're feel not like on my list. No, and I'm like I, I feel like I'm I'm at like a like a like a cult like thing, and like I haven't gotten the initiation. Yeah, you haven't yet, drank you know what the Kool Aid, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like what's happening? And now all these years later, I'm like if I had seen that set now. I would have lost my mind, but like just you, you watch it, you watch like all these like grown men, like 40 something years old, just like, like hearing these dudes sing about lizards and they're like, just like losing their minds. And I'm like, what's happening? Like I was, I was on it. I was like, I took a, took a bunch of L that night and I was like, this is the strangest experience of my life. But like, I, I will never stop seeing that band because of that night. It was so incredible. I was like, this is this is the most powerful force of, on the universe. Like, just to watch this band and this and this performance and this event just take a hold of like thirty thousand souls yeah. and just like fuck, just uh, like you are here, like <laughs> just, and uh, you're not going anywhere. Definitely. And it's like, what was that, Dan? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> one now you realize now you realize now it's like oh man I was at one of those shows that everybody talks about forever. Dude, yeah, and like, and now I can drop that on people and they're like, whoa, I, I knew exactly oh, you what you were talking about. <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh. yeah. So you just brought up something. You you talk about like that thing that takes over the crowd, uh-huh. right? So back in the day, like Bryce was telling you, I went to those Omni shows and like. There was a, let me back up. Okay. I'm going to get, I'm going to get, this is a a long explanation to get to something. Settle in. Stick with me. Thank you. So in the Bible. Oh my gosh. Right? When the Jews are wandering in the desert, they set up the tabernacle, right? And the ark is there. And when they set everything up just right, the spirit of God comes to the tent and like, gives them their shit. Okay. Right? Okay. Following where I'm at. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that thing wasn't down the street. It was there in the tabernacle, right? And it was because of all the machinations that they did that day. They killed the ram and they fucking whatever they whatever they were wearing and right. how they set everything up and blah blah blah. They open with chalk dust. Yeah, they smoke the heady crystal. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly my point. So check it out. So that spirit is only, it's local. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And 
over the time that I've been in the scene, I have seen that thing go from place to place. I've seen it like leave a band. Right. For a time, uh-huh. like you were saying in 2014 with yes. Fish, when yeah. they're just uh, that's well, that that's my opinion. Summer it, tour wasn't super hot, right? Right. <laughs> it goes, it moves around that thing. I don't know what it is. Right. I don't fucking pretend to have the answer to that. But I say all that to say, in the last year, I felt something at the Fish shows that I haven't felt since back in the day. I, and I think that that spirit or whatever that is, is back sitting with this crowd. I could not agree more. Yeah, no, they, 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 I, I've, I've been saying this to, I mean, I was saying this to my brother. I was talking to my brother on the East coast pretty recently. And I've been saying it to, to a lot of my friends. Now, if you haven't seen this band yet, or you haven't seen this band for a while, you need to go see this band again because they are doing things that you that you haven't seen before. You haven't seen any other band do. The jams are so much better. They are so comfortable. The energy is just, it, it's incredible. It's it, crackling. It's, it's, it, it really is. It, it's something else. But So as a band for you guys, when you go and you see something like that and you take that experience home with you, how do you translate that into playing the music that you guys play? A lot of inspiration. A lot of inspiration from all four of them. It's 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 about it's about evoking a feeling. I think it's mm. it's about it's about a, a range of emotions on stage. I think there's a lot of a lot of uh, emotions that we as a band feel on stage every single. Sometimes, uh, I mean, from frustration to to pure bliss. Um, and and I think being able to ride that out together as a band makes makes all the difference. So riding emotions. Yes, absolutely. And I think that is what makes a musical experience what it is. Yeah, wow. experiencing all that together, I think, is a really important thing too. Yeah. If you're like a band, you should go do things. You go see shows, even like of different genres together. And uh, yeah, I just think it's really important to experience that together because then you go back home or whatever, you go to rehearsal and you're like, okay, let's take all of that inspiration. All, mostly it's just like the drive too. Like when I when I see live music, I'm like, oh shit, like I, I got to get it together. Like I got to get better. I got to practice. Like let's go and do stuff. Well, they say that about like the best best Broadway shows, best films, the best any any performance, the best anything is like I laughed, I cried, I did this, I yeah. did that. It's like mm-hmm. if you feel everything in a performance, that was a great performance. If you think about what you're talking about, how going and doing things together as a band, have you ever like, have you ever seen like two clocks next to each other that are out of sync and you set them next to each other and you, without you doing anything over a period of time, those two clocks will go into sync with each other. It's called entrainment. Same thing happens with people, right? Energetically that happens with people. So if you're playing music, when you go on stage and start playing, what you're bringing to the stage is your talent, first of all, your emotion, but you're also bringing like how much you practiced, your muscle memory, and your connection as a group of people, right? And at some point, your talent and your muscle memory have an end point, right? You can only, you've only gone so far. So at, at that point, that's where the connection, the entrainment takes over. That's the group mind that, you know, you know, you're going to change keys without having to tell everybody or slow it down or whatever it is. That's how that happens. And the more you guys go do other shit together, that connection gets stronger and stronger. That psychic, whatever it is thing. 
and not to speak too much, but I think that's 100% true because I, I, I think the moment that we sat down as a four-piece and started to jam, I felt infinitely closer with these guys. Oh, yeah. Um, and and I, I have felt ever since. And, and every time we ride those musical peaks together, I feel like we're just kind of, there's, there's just a lot more, not... It's like a cosmic understanding of one another, mm. I, I, it, it, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's 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 pretty it's pretty bizarre because like the more we learn about how we play, I feel like we also learn more about each other. And the more we play together, the more we learn about each other as well. Yeah. Well, that's what we've talked to a lot of people, and so one thing we hear all the time is because a band, or like a friendship, it's a relationship. Yeah. It's oh, a yes. marriage. It's a family. It's a, it's a yeah mm-hmm. yeah, and doing those things together is is essential. Like doing everything, having Aww. meals together. Yeah, all the, yeah, and that, like that. Sitting around watching a sappy movie together. So you all have the same experience together. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about it like that. Like even watching a movie. Yeah, together. like everything. It's kind of like our household, how close yeah. we are. We're, you know, it's. I don't even like you very much. I, I mean, either. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, no. <laughs> I have to deal with so much around here. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yes, you really you, do. You, you participate a lot now, too. You used to deal with a lot. Now you're the ring. Now you're the dealer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, it is a commitment. And like what we're doing, we've decided that we're going to commit to living together and like whatever this show brings us. Even before we had the show, we were already to establish a life together. We're like, okay, we're all moving up to, you know, Oregon together. It takes a lot. And die together. Yeah, it takes a lot. And to your point, David, of doing more things together, that is a huge commitment, even beyond like playing. Like you guys already decided to be a band, but now you're deciding to spend more time together and be more committed together. That's huge. Yeah, I I think people can kind of feel it if you don't if you're not friends on stage yeah. if you're not like oh, familiar yeah. with each other like I've definitely gone and seen bands that you could kind of feel that the energy wasn't there they're like I'm just doing this because I want to play music or something but I don't really hang out with these guys outside yeah. of practice or outside of playing and you can tell though you can always tell absolutely Apple had the good fortune of knowing a roadie back in the day for the dead. And got to like be. Yeah, back, I worked for Bill Graham Productions. Got to be backstage so at a lame. bunch of shows, and tell him like how it was backstage towards the end. Uh, towards the end, well, the last well last year ninety five. Uh, well, going backstage, it, it was they they were cording off like Jerry. Nobody saw Jerry, not even the rest of the band. He was he was there. There was like a tarped hallway when they came off stage. He went down that hallway into his own tent. Everybody went off different way. Everybody like went their own direction. They weren't even really hanging out at that point, right. which was it was kind of it was kind of weird. It was weird back there. I didn't want to be back there. I hung out for a little bit. And was like this is just weird back here. And we <laughs> go back out with the crowd because that's where it was happening. So yeah, yeah, it, it, it was kind of it was dissolving a little the friendship. <clears throat> wow, but I, I mean, too, what I will say is that what I will say to that is um, I can totally understand like. Being on the road and as intensely as those guys oh, were, yeah. like, yeah. you, I mean, it's it's really, really hard on, like, it's not, like, the the human body and just, like, mind, like, isn't really built to be constantly traveling. Like, it's, we're, like, you know, we hunker down, we create communities and we settle, you know, we're not really, like, on the road, 365, like, you know, so. No, um, Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah, my little thing is I just, I totally get it. And 
But they, probably freaking that, and that was a super, moving city back then. I mean, yeah. they were responsible for so much was expected. I think that's of them. why he was so resentful, though. You know, that's what I read a lot about. Is like Jerry was so resent. Like I, I think that's why he had so much weight on his shoulders. Like he felt responsible for the livelihoods of like hundreds of people. Like to be able to yeah. continue touring, mm. he didn't want to continue touring. He just wanted to scuba dive in Hawaii and eat cheeseburgers for the rest of his life. You that's know? a like, lot of pressure, though. It is. Know? It's way too much and pressure. People, to put people on thought somebody. he was God. Yes, literally, one hundred percent. He yeah, was like, deified. Yeah. Yeah, to sure. a fault for so sure. My Do you sti- imagine the pressure, you guys? If that, like, oh, like or like the Beatles, they come screaming at you with Passing so much out. energy and wanting to just touch you or yeah. whatever, and that does something to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it yeah. just hollows a person out. Yeah, yeah. man. Even, no even way. I'd just fucking the- start a rad cult. Captain Beefheart party. You'd have fun little cult holidays. Like, Let's go. Pizza Tuesdays. Oh, we, Aaron just made a, a, a new holiday. Like that yeah, literally well, just happened. Yeah. So my stepdad back in the day was Siegfried and Roy's manager. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've got pictures of, of him backstage at those 95 shows with Jerry. Whoa. And, uh, they were talking about the dead doing a residency in Vegas. Jerry wanted to get off the road mm. and they were going to do a residency in Vegas and just stop touring and just play there year round. And that's where it was headed and it Jesus. never materialized because oh. Jerry split. Oh man. Wow. Dude, see, see, I, I, I struggle with whether or not that would have been better. I, I, for, yeah, what would it have been? Well, so so <laughs> yeah, right. I, I I would I um I I worked at assisted living like I said so I I know a lot about Elvis I talked a lot about Elvis for a really long time Elvis was the, one of those Vegas residency guys right that dude yes. played two or three shows a day right every single day he was playing about a thousand shows a year. Oh. That man did not leave the 56th floor of the MGM hotel. Yep. He stayed there the whole time. He could not leave. That's a sentence I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. I can't imagine what, and I know the dead probably wouldn't play that many shows, right. of course not. Like, But that you, just seems awful. Yeah, that is that awful. Oh, yeah. Not some, yeah, you're now so Vegas, really? That's where your residency is? Yeah, in the desert, yeah. too. Like, like, right. Not somewhere cooler. You're in prison. Double Vegas. Grateful Dead Carrot It's top. just <laughs> fun being on the road. <laughs> being on the road is like, Honestly, aside from playing the shows and being with all these guys and stuff, I, I really love being on the road. You do? What yeah. What about being on the road is it that you do? It, I mean, honestly, just like the freedom of like being able to just drive wherever and go to the next place and have this like always event where you're just like always like kind of looking forward to, you know, the next thing. And it's like it started when I, you know, left the East Coast and drove out West and it was like wow, this is cool. Like you can just see, you know, one night you're, you're here, the next night you're there. Like I can only imagine how, you know, much more fun it's going to be really breaking out of the PNW. Well, there's, there's a great unknown to traveling too. Yeah, even yeah. going oh, yeah. on vacation. We, we've always loved, I've loved going on trips with them since they've been married. Me and Aaron have always been road to jump on the road. We'd be partying like 18 years old, just part like, let's go to Hollywood. Yeah. Jump in the car and take off. The great yeah. unknown. Just hitting yeah. the road and you don't know what's going to happen it's something next. really exciting What about you're going to see it's while you're on the road. Who you're going to yeah. meet. Well, and I, I think I think what's made this last few, I mean, especially since I've been with the band, that the last you know few months on the road have been so much fun because you go to these places that you wouldn't expect, like like Bend, Oregon or Grants Pass. And yeah. just these people show up with this energy that you would not believe. And like these crowds just in the middle of nowhere in Oregon are just so fantastic. And, and they really, really bring the love. And I think that's what makes being on the road just all worthwhile. It's like it, 
because because I mean I I've. It's I've not played. always like It's that. not always like <laughs> We've been, we put like a lot a of hard work in to get that. Yeah, yeah exactly. definitely. And that's the thing. Is like, I, like I said, it's it's all glory for me because I've been with the band for two months and, and uh, I, I can imagine, you know, I, I've also been on the road. I played a gig in Olympia yeah. with my other band in Moose Almighty. We played a show on a Sunday in Olympia to like literally five people. And then like by the end of the show, like there was like just like a couple left. Cause we played, we played two sets. They were like, play another set. We were like, for you two, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do it for him. Carl, go <laughs> home. You gotta do it for so those two people. So we did. People, we were man. like, whatever, man. <laughs> so yeah, that's, we just played a whole other new potential set. Fans. Yeah, exactly. Aaron was like, hey, man. That's, Imagine being that's those two people right though that just get like a personal show. Yeah, yeah they were. They probably it. made their like whole week. <laughs> I'd feel very right. awkward. Personally. It was super awkward. I hate being Would in empty. I hate being in empty rooms. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah, yeah you feel, I feel super bad for them. I'm like, damn. Well, cause Especially we know what that if they're like. a good band. It's like, dude, yeah. I've seen killer bands like the empty rooms when they're like East Coast coming out west first time. And oh it's like, yeah. Ugh, like it's you brilliant. guys are oh, too good for sucks, this. Yeah. Like, yeah. do y'all know Consider the Source by chance? No. You're oh, fire. Okay. They're insane. <laughs> so good. Um, check them out. Consider the Source. Really, really interesting and cool music. Like some of the most like unique music from a band out there. Yeah, and they came and played at Arcada, um, and it was like, yeah, like five people, and they were all my friends that I had invited. And see that, and I was just mind. like, I yelled, I was no, like, you guys deserve wait. I'm like, I'm so sorry, and they were like, you're fine. Like, what's well, because when I, I I grew up seeing Consider the Source of festivals on the East Coast, like yeah. they're they're at a bunch of festivals on the East Coast. Yeah, East and Coast they, are huge, and they have huge audiences. So, so they, <laughs> yeah, it was five, five people. It was uh, like, what the fuck? So, yeah, I'm sorry. What do you do? When, if that happens to you guys, what do you do? Oh, you play. shred it. You play, play, you play like you're playing to 100 people or 1,000 mm, yeah, people or whatever, you know. Like, like it's our you first blow or those, last show. You, you make it so that five years from now, they're like, dude, I saw the, that those guys in a room full of five people. Dude, I saw Tool <laughs> you know? open for Blind Melon. <laughs> oh, wow. In a dank, <laughs> shitty bar in Vegas. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Wow. With That's like a cool story. nine people there. Really? Yeah. I, I love Tool. Opening for Blind Melon. That's yeah. that's yeah, the best. That's the kicker. Opening for yeah. Blind Melon. Did James? What year was that? Still sit behind like a wall while he did that. No, thing. no, he was right up. I was like this far from Maynard the whole show. That's so and when the show ended, like nobody knew who they were. This is like opiate. I think was Ooh, the one that was out in the very beginning. Like yeah, seriously, that's and, early. Uh, and I turned to my friend Rico and I was like, "Those guys are going to be fucking huge one day." And he looked at me. He was like, "No fucking way. They suck." <laughs> he's eating those words. Yeah, he's eating his, eating his, got his foot in his mouth. But you know, man, it's it's not easy. There's so much music out there. There's so many bands out there. The jam scene since 2015, since Fare Thee Well happened something energetic cracked open and the jam scene started to flow again. It was getting weird there for a little while. And 2015 happened, that show happened and all this music started pouring out. The dead and company. Yeah. And so how as a band, do you distinguish yourself from the other bands that are out there besides like talent and musicianship? How do you distinguish yourself and set yourself apart. We try to, you know, not be a, as derivative or too derivative for that matter. Um, but how, Josh? How well, do we do it? By writing songs and being super <laughs> ADD about mashing genres together um, is the first thing that comes to my head, at least. 
anybody else? Well, so what I I personally say is for me, it's more just a matter of uh, how do I say this in not a corny way, like not looking it corny, in, but it. like I mean, so like I mentioned, fish and jam music has only been in my reality. I'm 25 now. I've discovered it at like 20, 21, but I've been making music, you know, since like 13. So for me, I feel like it's pretty easy for me not to. When I write, I'm still coming from a place that isn't too heavily saturated mm-hmm. in fish. And, like, I didn't grow up, like, you know, those aren't the melodies that, like, my just, like, internal head, like, will go to, you know? And, like, um, so for me personally, I find, like, if I'm just like, oh, let's just go heavy, you know, that's a pretty easy way to kind of make a stick out. If we just, like, go to, like, some Phrygian heavy metal stuff, it's like, all right, like... Or even you know. hip hop influences. You know? Well, I I think I think the, what one thing, and I can say this as as somebody who was a fan of Sponge before I joined Sponge, um, I think the thing that really drew me to these guys was the fact that there is so much different influence uh, in the band. Like, I mean, Sage grew up. His father's a reggae musician, so Sage grew up in the studio with reggae musicians, and he's also like really big into electronic music, really big into heavy music, punk music, et cetera, et cetera. Josh is like a big deadhead. He also, like, he plays the bluegrass really, really well. So, like, you have a lot of that. And then David's also really into heavy music, but he also and has jazz. this incredible, like, ear for jazz. And, like, so there's so much going on. And, like, we all kind of find common ground in the jam scene because, like, it's just a meld of all of that right. together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I think it's just... It's just happenstance that we all really love fish, but if you ask us what our favorite music is outside of fish, we're all going to give you a different answer. So Bryce as a as a Sponge fan before you were working for the band, what was it that drew you? Um what drew me was the same aspect of like seeing a band before they were huge and uh you know, scourging around fish lot and seeing a local band and going and hanging out and uh, with my friends being like, yo, I'm seeing these guys play at other campsite. I was like, these guys are going to be playing Red Rocks in a few years. And then bumping in organically to Sage and getting to meet him. And once I already heard No Pulp, and then he's just like, he told me, he's just like, yeah, I wrote most all the pieces to that. And it has like a reggae influence, a metal influence, and it's so diverse. And it's just like a multi-layer jam sandwich. It's it's awesome, <laughs> and so like a cosmic gumbo, like a yeah. jam. <laughs> we joke about that backstage. So that that's what, lo- and then just you know from there, that's what lock, locked it in as the uh, as a fan fan manager, <laughs> fanager, fanager. Um, I think something also should be said is whenever an idea or something comes out and it does, it's like oh that's just fucking shocked us with an extra note like we are i'm like no or we're like no like we can't have music that sounds like that somewhere it's, like it's yeah. just like dude like then we're just gonna get pigeon held and because that's something so like you know i think a lot of people when you're when you're a jam band and you know you're into the scene your go-to is just to kind of like uh fit into the net you know the already set narrative you appeal to the older heads the older fish fans you just get into the jam scene you sound like this you know you have your goofy songs you know and then a 20 minute solo like feels like it's very like, like almost a, set like in a stone yeah and um someone like me not coming from the jam scene until so late i you know for example i didn't listen to live fish or listen to live tapes or any of that stuff until two years of listening to studio fish and then seeing them live 
So to me, like the studio album is like a totally like slept on aspect of the whole like jam reality. And I, you know, like that's something where I'm like, I think we need to be trying to adhere to that more. You know, I think being younger at the point in time that we're at with all of this technology and these apps and like, you know, everything is moving so tech heavy. I think us trying to be on that tip and like not, you know, push away from it, resent it, but like, how do we incorporate that? And how do we get kids who only know TikTok and only know like this, like mainstream reality? How can we turn them on and like try to appeal to like, you know, a totally new generation, a new set of people. And it's like, you know, cause I'm like, yeah, like, the people who already know the jam stuff, like they're going to find us out as we get bigger, like that'll happen. How can we kind of like start a new fire in a new like, you know, area and turn all these younger kids on who have no idea about any, you know, there's just like no idea about this kind of music and this reality, the scene and how can we appeal to them? I think Sponge has everything, like something for everybody though. Like I, I don't think there's a single song that like doesn't appeal to a major genre because I feel like I don't know anything out there that sounds like us. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's saying a lot, man. I mean, when you're talking about the formula, you know, I think the outlier, at least in the scene today is Humphreys. Definitely. Yeah. So, oh, you know, yeah. you think of Humphreys and they are not your typical jam band, but they, they sure heavy. as fuck are. Totally. Jam yeah. Band. I mean, I, I personally love Humphreys. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago yeah. rep. Actually, yeah. turned Sage on to Umphreys. <laughs> That's true. When I, he turned me on the fish, I turned him on the Umphreys, and it was right a nice little. That's, give and that's take a there. fair. That's a, that's yeah, a fair that's a fair trade. trade. That's, that's a good exchange right there. That's like, oh. yeah, that's a good trade. They, uh, I think they're a great example of a band that is has done what you're talking about mm-hmm. really su- fucking hugely successfully. Definitely, yeah, yeah, I agree, and. <laughs> Being in the Pacific Northwest, you know, okay, we moved up here from Vegas five years ago and seeing shows in Vegas is a different animal. Uh And I'm not talking about like, you know, fish Halloween shows. I'm talking Chris Robinson Brotherhood or further or whatever at the Brooklyn Bowl. Or Uh when you go to a show in Vegas, typically a third of the crowd is there to see the band. And then the rest of the crowd is people that got tickets from their host or they're staying at the hotel and they saw something was going on and it's something right. to do for that they night. They don't know. So energy at those shows is weird totally. in Vegas. It's a trip. It's moving up here from Vegas, the very first show we saw up here was Dead & Company at the Moda. And even a show that big, immediately I saw the difference. Mm-hmm. Um there wasn't anybody there that didn't know who dead and company was. They weren't just there cause somebody bought them tickets. That was the family showed up. Totally. And then when we went to started going to smaller shows, it was really evident that that was the scene here in the Pacific Northwest. And, um, so coming from that and trying to break out into other markets, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think the challenge is for you guys? Like moving out of the Pacific Northwest into other markets like Colorado, the or- distance. Uh, that's it. Okay. Honestly, I mean, Dan, Dan's gonna say something, but my, I mean, it's 
it's really tough when like if we want to go out to Colorado, that means we have to pay like at least seven hundred and fifty to a thousand dollars in gas. You know, period. And that's if the van to makes like it. there and yeah. back. <laughs> you know, the there and back. Wow. Maybe give or take. That might be a little bit high, but yeah, because well, it's be two or three, two or three vehicles. Well, no. Likely. Well, I mean, this is yeah. Well, theoretically, if we have the van with the trailer and hitch, so it all we comes down do, to we the money do that too. again. Um, yeah, but that also, you know, so I, if you had the money, you'd you'd bit you have if we like yes. uh, we're and this is stuff we're, we are trying to figure out. But like, yeah, if we were able to have like yeah. a little bit of a you know a cushion that would be like, hey, now we can drive as far out as Colorado, do a run. We can go all the way to the East Coast, do a run, come back, and we like. Even if we don't make enough money to even cover the costs, we still have enough savings that like that was okay and that promotional run was worth it. It'll and it work was an yeah. investment. Yeah. And the next time okay. we go out there, now we're going to be playing bigger shows. Then yeah, we definitely can. Yeah. It's just a matter of so having the, what they call it is like the anchor gig or like you know the gig that pays basically enough that you can get out there and back. And oh, so that all okay. those other gigs along the way are now kind of extra or they're you know that's just you know more but like worst case there and back with only that gig you're good hmm. damn <laughs> oh i was gonna say i think i think uh the only other challenge is 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 trying to figure out what the cities are to hit on the way right because if we do go all the way out to denver i mean that's a lot of wasted uh distance and time if we don't try and hit cities along the way yeah. and then it's like well Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday aren't really hot nights in any market, so we best avoid those nights until we can assure we have some guaranteed sales, et cetera, et cetera. So wow. it, it logistically it really kind of makes it mm -hmm. difficult, and and it's it's tough because like the hottest nights in the middle of nowhere sometimes will be the weekends, but you also sometimes want to save those nights for for bigger A markets. Bit, yeah. And it's like, it it's it's all about logistics. It's all about making decisions. And, and sometimes coming to a common ground on those decisions is really not the easiest. So that's where a tour manager comes, comes in. in. Who, or like who? So <laughs> that's actually I'm so- I'm just saying, period. So I would say <laughs> that's, that's actually not correct. So a tour manager doesn't really come into the picture until the tour has been set and the band is on the road. Okay. Oh, okay. The tour manager is really like- He's making sure that when they leave, they know when they have to get to the venue. Okay. They have to know okay. when they get there, when they're arriving. But when, they're not involved they're in the making booking. of it. Or no, so that's, so that's okay. a booking agent. That's exactly. That is okay. a booking agent. And so, um, and that, yeah, so that's all coming into play. But then the question of like contracts and like, so do we want to commit to someone for two years mm. if we don't believe that they're going to be, you know, the best guy for the long term? Um, and... Do they have the right contacts? Um, you know, like mm. I recently did a run with my dad, who's um, a reggae artist. So he's like, you know, definitely in that niche. Um, and I tour managed uh, with him for three weeks. And there were a lot of shows booked on the run that were a little like, hmm, had you probably done a little bit more homework, you would have seen like this probably wasn't the best venue in this city for a reggae band to play. Or you should yeah. have had a better local opening act play than a punk band opening for a reggae band you know and so like things like that you know the the booking agent has to be smart with these things has to be kind of like well connected to a degree or at least know what they're doing you know they can't just be like oh yeah i can just get you a gig whatever gig you know um make but, it make sense and worth your while yeah but that you know that's all coming really soon we're like in contact with multiple people um and it's really just a question of like pulling the trigger on the right team and making 
having us all feel really good about it and that we can move forward and that like, you mm. know, we kind of trust everyone to like help be a part of this brand and that we're going to lead it the right way. And, you know, like, well, y'all are doing the right thing mm -hmm. because your name just in the short while that, um, we've been here, um, like the last two years, right? Two, two three, yeah. two years. But like, even within the last six months, your name has come up so so much. So, much. Kidding. so right you're on, getting right a lot more exposure. Just know that, that people are talking and the feelers are out there. So the little PNW uh, train is, is it's on the tracks. Well, thank you. Right yeah, on. for yeah. sure. It feels good to know. Bryce, you want to say something? And like just, uh, just with Dan, like within the past, like two months, they've, you know, already put a fall tour behind them. We've been on the road and it's like capturing on so much of that, like, mechanism of watching movies together and like tying everything in is you know what has been what the band has been doing for constantly two months it's been every single day what can we do better how can we move forward what pieces are we missing and just seeing all of it come to fruition is you know second to none just about the effort being put in right now so a lot of the work is being done off stage oh yeah i mean it's it's like i mean so Dan mentioned he doesn't have a job, but I don't, I don't want to take the flame away, but none of us do either. Not all four of us are jobbers. None of us have jobs. We all fully pursue this. Like, oh, my story that. was a lot cooler. Yeah, his is cooler. Yeah, I, we didn't quit cool jobs. We just had lame jobs that we quit. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I literally, I wake up, I try to book stuff and then it's like run the social media because that's uh, what's been a huge part of what's helped us blow up so fast is just being really active with social media. What outlet like, is, is your best? Like Instagram and Facebook. Okay. I feel like Facebook for like people 30 and up, you know, and then Instagram for kind of like that. And obviously there's good, like, you know, Crossover. a lot of people have both, but what we found is a lot of people nowadays don't have Facebooks and then vice versa. A lot of people don't have Instagram. So mm -hmm. try to appeal to both. We've tried TikTok and we're that's that younger generation you were talking about. Exactly. Didn't and you guys get, trying to like get in on didn't that? Did you guys get like shadow banned for posting pictures of your plants and stuff like that? Yeah, we did. Well, one of we had a couple of videos of our like pot plants <laughs> Dude, in the backyard, and I, they they like deleted the videos. But I have gotten kicked off of Facebook. Like literally, I go to the No Simple Road Facebook, and it says you are in violation of this policy. Nobody can find you anymore. The whole No Simple Road. Thing? Like you can still go to the page if you know it's there, but you can't search it and find it. It's we're fucked. Like it's been like that for uh, almost two years now. Are so you back when when Dead and Company played in Eugene, I was there. Oh, yeah? I posted on our Facebook page that I was looking for a parking lot pass, and I violated their gun, drug, and child pornography policy for that post. What? Do so you just have like someone who's like out to get you? I I don't know. I don't Mark know. Aaron's a heinous person. Yeah. He's a so, bad man. And, and ever since then, like, I Maybe. can't do anything. So Maybe say I know what you mean. What? Maybe. Th there may be a couple of haters out there. <laughs> One or two. Just a few. Well, yeah. That just, that just sounds weird. It I, is I, weird. I, I don't even Violating know for, because I said if, I know why, because in the thing I was like, hey, if you want to meet up and trade me for a parking pass, we can do the deal. And that did it. Oh, that's what? all it took. Over that's the all deal? it took. Yeah, that did. They it. were like, "Don't let that deal go down." <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> they did not let fired that deal from go down. Facebook forever. And, and there's nothing you can do. Like, like you can't call Facebook 
or TikTok customer service. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck you. One eight hundred Facebook. Yeah. Call Mark Zuckerberg's yeah. personal number. Dude, what's up? <laughs> what's going Mark, on? Mark, come on. How you doing, Mark? Bud? Help me come out, on, bro. So, what? Um, what's gonna happen tonight? Let's hear about tonight's yeah. show. Uh, we, yeah, what is what is musical play? We plan on hopefully not literally burning Hawthorne Hideaway to the ground. <laughs> Figuratively um, burning figurative, it to the ground. Figuratively. Yes. Definitely. I think there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that we've uh we've worked out in the last five days that I think is gonna gonna make some special fun moments hey, tonight. Yeah. Well I'm curious that well we've been recording, but recording a lot doesn't translate to great live playing. So I'm curious <laughs> how tonight's gonna go. I don't know. He, Chase is really excited. I, I don't am, I'm manifesting a barn burner. Yeah. We I mean know I, the music now. Portland shows here we've we've de- we've developed a nice Portland crowd. So it'll be fun, and we're playing with our good buddies Bodie Mojo, who y'all know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, be a hoot. I, be I think. I mean, like from what I'm, where I'm coming from, like my confidence. Like we've spent almost sixty hours over the last five days, like cooped up in a basement, just like literally only playing music. So and now I think we're cooped up in a basement. That basement is a studio. It's a studio, but uh, it gets very hot. It gets very warm. The basement tour twenty twenty one. You we just glossed over it, but <laughs> all fueled by yerba mate <laughs> and coffee. Sponsor, Sponsor us, please. Uh, we just glossed over that you guys are coming out with an EP. Correct. Why? Yes, we are. Glad you asked. As a matter yeah, of fact, uh, how convenient. To ask yeah. So that. we just got finished recording an EP up in Seattle. Um, and well, do it? we? Yeah. Do we like? Should we talk about the concept or should we? I think we I don't this, know. This won't come out for a minute, so you yeah. guys can this, talk about it. This will it probably be out in like four weeks or five weeks. <laughs> okay. We well, yeah. I think so. Well, Just no, because it, well, we can't not with the whole thing. No, no, so no, we can no, give. So we <laughs> we kind of we're we're not doing the normal typical band <laughs> thing uh, where you do an EP and then you release albums, kind of going on. Um, we're. We're going to do something non-traditional. I almost kind of want to leave it at that. Yeah, leave it at that. Yeah. I like that. I, I I think that leaving it that's good. But I, it, I It'll be like short just... and sweet, but there may be more to come. Okay, okay. I'm going to stop recording <laughs> and you tell us. No. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it just it, it fits the current state of the industry a little bit better. Oh, okay. It's, it's a go. very like friendly format kind of thing. And I think when we dropped the idea and came up with it, it was kind of a unanimous like, oh, yes. that's a really great idea. Yeah. Okay, don't give oh, it away because somebody yeah. will steal that shit right yeah, now. It's going to be far more digestible than than your traditional listening experience. It's food. We're not releasing any pieces. The albums are edible. <laughs> it's just food. Yeah. <laughs> it's sponge sandwiches. We're, I'm giving it away. It's going to be a pretty tasty morsel. Yeah, they don't taste this. very good, but they're also not yeah. nutritious. What's <laughs> <laughs> Wow. What's not nutritious, David? <laughs> a sponge they don't sandwich. They taste very good, but they're also not nutritious. You ain't live till you try a sponge sandwich. All right. Um, well, shit. I can't wait. Any any timeline? Hope uh, beginning or mid of February. I think you yeah. know when you release things through um, a label, which is the first time we'll be doing something. I don't want to like jinx it and say the label in case we decide don't, to go with don't. someone else. But I think we've decided we want to you know release it through a label and and kind of do that. So um, they'll need like at least six to seven weeks of like. And yeah, we so. we got some work. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not well, yeah, yeah, it yeah, still needs to get mixed a little bit. But it just even once it's fully done and ready to be submitted, it's going to take another like six to seven weeks for them to like incorporate it into their catalog, get it uploaded to like Spotify and all the like online streaming. Services. Is there a name? 
It was it was recorded entirely DIY in in a in my home studio that I built well, yeah. in, in Seattle. So it's it's kind of like a, a fully home endeavor. So it's it's, it's something that we have entire creative control That's over, which dope. is a really really good feeling to not have yeah. to relinquish control to a studio or some engineer you don't necessarily know or trust. It's it's good to have Chase uh, be able to mix the album and um, Kevin and Kevin and, Kevin. and, and, and and Kevin as well, just to be able to kind of like, because they understand the vision and the sound of the yeah. band uh, far more than I think. Yeah, you know. Chase, I want you to talk about a little bit about that. Like from your, describe your role in the band. Um, I think that I think that my role in the band. <laughs> I'm getting like Mike Stone <laughs> in my face right now. Oh, some water. What yay. do you think about? <laughs> um, I think that my introduction to Sponge is actually pretty interesting because me and Dan, me and Dan knew each other from work and had become like best friends pretty quickly after I moved to Seattle. Um, I actually quit my job literally a week after Dan quit because I was like, if he's not here, I'm not going to do this. I can't. I literally. <laughs> this is the most depressing week of my life. Um, but <laughs> we, uh, Dan had seen Sponge at the blue moon downtown in seattle pre-pandemic and last summer when stuff was starting to come back and we were throwing a lot of house shows sponge hosted a house show at the house in eugene that moose played um and i was kind of just the on-road engineer like doing a live mixing for moose at the time and we got to sponge house that day and it was kind of like okay uh why don't you just mix all the acts we're gonna play today and i was like i'm game so that weekend I, I mixed a ton, but I remember just like sitting behind the board when Sponge came up and I was like, wow, like this is, this is a gateway for people. Like this is, wow. this is something that like, I think that anybody, like I said before, anybody can get into just cause there's so much diversity. And it's one of those things that like it, Sponge's music really feeds off the energy. Um, but that was just like a microcosm, like just mixing them one time. And then, uh, we were all at the gorge together, me, Josh, and David. Yeah, it was our first show. I, I want to hear about this so, because that's a super special, yeah, so amazing I feel, time. I feel really lucky that Dan and Sage kind of were the ones to shepherd us into that. Um, but we ran sound for Sponge uh, at literally our own campsite where we slept. That's where the shows were at. Uh, people <laughs> people were, just dancing thanks on Thanks for tent. doing yeah, that like, for everybody, hit, guys. Hit the crump, like <laughs> right two feet from where I was sleeping. Um, and then, yeah, we all just like came super close together. And when Dan joined on the band, I kind of just like got on the train as well and started yeah. doing stuff as well. Started mixing live shows after we recorded them, started doing all that. And then we kind of just came to it's the a family affair. I, I showed up to work one day and Sage or Chase worked the concierge. She worked the front desk. I at, was the, the gatekeeper. So, oh, okay. so I, I walked up to the desk one day and I just leaned into him. I go, I think I'm going to join sponge. And he was like, Whoa. I was like, no way. Oh my God. And then he, yeah. Like from then on, it was just like this, like obsession with just like Aww. this, this band, you know? So yeah. yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a, it's been a great road. All right. So to all the, um, gorge people, favorite gorge moment. Oh, um, I'm just going to jump in first because I had mine ready. Um, yep. <laughs> night two, night two especially. Um, me and Dan uh, and Kevin, Kevin who's helping record on the album and also plays drums and bass, uh, three of us traveled down to the gorge together, but all of us got on the floor on night two and like we're all hanging out and like we're in the lines together and it was just really, really fun kind of going in as a group. And then like 
we were we were pretty we were pretty lost that night. Me and Dan were a little a little high on some substances and uh, just that <laughs> that like if you could see Dan's face now. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Dan oh. Dan fell on his face at one time like after set break. It was a whole thing. But like set two coming on, like set two, especially with like we all said Chris Carota's light rig, which I like I have dreams about. Uh, that like cemented in my mind. That was like a holy shit. I've been listening to Fish, but like I get it. Like I wow. see why people travel around the world and follow this band. Do like the lights on that camel like walk though? Oh, oh my god. god! Don't even get me started on that camel walk. How about that camel walk, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> I think my my moment. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Aside from, you know, just being able to play to so many people that came up, you know, we did not expect, you know, like, I mean, we knew there was a lot of people there, obviously, but like, you know, the amount of people that came out to see us play on lot was it was nuts. unimaginable at that at that time. Like we were just like, oh wow. And then, you know, we ran into Ryan Dempsey actually on the floor and somehow coaxed him into playing with so us and sitting dope. in on a jam. And it was uh really amazing. Also the divided sky mm. on the lawn was and the wind blows very nice. Mm. <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna have a two. Uh, mine's a two parter. So I, I think the ultimate one I will say is playing to the two nights of playing uh, Shakedown is probably one of the like most surreal experiences I've ever had. And then having Ryan Dempsey at Twiddle sit in with us, like that was something you know that I, you know, talked about, dreamed about. Like, oh, oh yeah. man, imagine how cool it would be if we got to like sit in with some of the members or had them come up with us. So like. Literally having that happen in front of like, you know, three, four hundred people. It was definitely like, yeah, like three in the morning, you know, and then, you know, those fireworks going off from this fish production. And it was just like, but if there's a chance of magic, wouldn't it be at a fish show? It was. I mean, right? it, it, it really was just like, holy at the crap. Grudge. Like, yeah, you know, that was a perfect, like exactly where you needed to be. That was the weekend that made us all quit our jobs. Wow. We we still didn't have jobs. Yeah, I just want to go on record. I, I had already had a no job at that point. We were the first to have no job. Um, I was the and first then, one. And then is uh but fish related. That's a tough one. So that was my second gorge run with fish. Um and so the first time two years ago or was it three it was like twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Um yeah. Some pretty epic moments, but honestly, no. Doing with the band for the first time it was Josh's first shows, David's first shows, like, and finally getting to see Fish with the whole band, like that had been That's something so I'd been really cool. wanting to do, mm. you know, and really just like, hey, like, you know, like this band means so much to like not only us but like me and you know, and I want you, you know, like I really want everyone to be there and see this Aww. and like as a unit, and you know, finally we made it happen, and um. Oh, I don't know. I love one of my favorite things is seeing how stoked people get at the first like. So yeah. I was looking back at David and Josh and it's like watching. They're just like <laughs> dumbfounded faces. Just like, yeah. holy crap. Like, friend, what am I witnessing? Our friend Cody was there for his first show and his, his favorite song is. 
possum. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. That's a great and that was Kevin too. And so the, here's here's Cody the entire night. <laughs> like hands over his mouth, eyes bugged out, just like, oh my God, I can't believe it. So, yeah, yeah literally. Very it's, amazing. It's great. There's should, a, it's very oh, validating. There's a little side note away from, I guess, the gorge, still fish related. Um, Sage's first stash that he's been chasing for a while. Yeah. And it was at Eugene. And, you know, we live, um, you know, literally almost arm's length from the Matthew Knight Arena. And it was. Those uh, shows were hot. I they just remember really Sage good. literally jumping on my back with <laughs> beer in hand, spilling like half of it. <laughs> we just jumped up and down like oh. so happy. Yeah. But, and a lot of that happened at the Gorge too. Uh, but yeah, back back to the Gorge. I mean, uh, because that was that was Chase's first show. That was Josh's first show. That was David's first show. That was also my friend Kevin's first show. The the uh, engineer and I feel drummer. Like Kevin so should many. be here. He should be. Here. <laughs> yeah. But um, so just that moment of walking over the hill with Chase and Kevin and mm. seeing their reaction to Ooh, that walking shit. over the hill and just yes. like the three of us just being like, all right, this is gonna be oh. the night. Like, and then the, it, the band has this uh, photo I've seen of them all in the pit. It's like a selfie, and I think that photo will one. go down in in sponge history and that's going to be a good one to always look back it's the whole squad of them all you know right euphorically on. happy on the floor i will and say just though, like cheesing i don't think anybody looks good in that photo i think like it was like we literally had one good. selfie on the floor and like nobody is looking at the camera everybody's making a face like it's just not <laughs> the photo it. it was sunday it that we we, we decided the one photo we were going to take was on sunday after like three four, three nights of just like <laughs> nobody <laughs> looks good after five oh, nights just stayed up too it just stayed up especially the night i had saturday night dude i had to find my way back to camp and then run sound for your guys' set off like those whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah the, and that the tea, was like the green woo. teas. Yeah, yeah, All right, the, David, ooh, we man. still haven't heard from you. What's 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 your moment? Oh man, it's hard to pick one, but uh, <laughs> I'd oh. say if I could pick like at least a couple, the the first no. moment <laughs> No. Only okay, one. I'll just, I have to pick one. Okay, I think Camel Walk then. Oh. The Camel yeah. Walk. Uh, one of my, if I can just do one more. Okay. I'm so sorry. Right. I'm so sorry. I feel like you guys are going to enjoy this story because this actually happened after the gorge when we were on our way home. So I think probably my second favorite moment is on our way home, me and Josh were riding in the car together. So Sage calls Josh on the phone and he's like, Hey, do you guys want to go to Shoreline? And he's like trying to convince Josh to go to Shoreline. I'm and like, Josh is like, I'm like, like we'll sleep eight hours. He's we'll like, no, eight. man. Like, I it's like I don't have any, I don't have enough money to go do that. Like, I really gotta get home and like do some stuff. And so he, Josh hangs up the phone. Like 30 seconds later, Sage calls me and he's like, Hey, you wanna go to Shoreline? Like in the same car, like 30 seconds later, do you wanna go to Shoreline? I had basically the same conversation. And uh said no like I don't really have the money for that either and then me so and Josh how was the Shoreline shows it was it was, it was great it was, it was amazing so we, we pulled over to get gas story. <laughs> we, we pulled over to get gas and Josh walks into the store comes back while I'm pumping the gas and the first thing he says is like should we go to Shoreline? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go to Shoreline. And I call okay. Sage. I'm like, Sage, we're going to Shoreline. And then we yes. drove home, slept for a few hours, got up the next day, drove to Shoreline, and, and got, got there at like five in the, the morning. Rest. So we, we missed, missed we actually we missed couldn't night make it. one. We, we, we they missed, missed the Soul one. Planet. They missed the oh, 47. So we only Soul got Planet night jam. two, but it was still legendary. But that night two was still sick. Yeah, no, it was still yeah. legendary. Mel, what was your moment? Wow. 
I have to pick two also because one oh, of them, <laughs> one of them was when we got to record our podcast that like, oh, yeah. we, out of all the days of the year, the only time that we have another side project going on, um, they all were going to be at the same place at the same time was when we were at the gorge. So we had to like figure out how we're going to keep a parking lot at the gorge quiet. quiet so that we can down. record a podcast for an hour. Oh, that should be easy. Yeah. And during well, the day or during after the, the show? Day. Well, well, people were, you know, getting ready for the day so, and kind of yeah, had their still, techno on. Yeah. And so like just remembering going to some people's camps and asking them to be quiet. Handing please, out weed. Handing out weed and like whatever <laughs> I mean. Um, but, you know, one of the end of, um, I can't remember if it was what, night one it was or the, it was the second when night I was with Crystal. We there. Are you talking about the first tube? Yep. Oh my God. First. That was, oh. that was, yeah, that was Sunday night. That was Sunday. Oh, That's how they ended it. I guess Sunday. it has to be first tube, but I don't, you know what? I can't, I can't pick my favorites so because we had John and Amy. There was a whole thing with that. And then Crystal, there was a, being at, at the end of the concert, nobody was there. And I turn around <laughs> and I take a picture and there was like trash everywhere. But uh, it was horrible. But then I, I saw it in a different light and I was just like, wow, there was nothing here. That's the nobody, nobody, of a party. Nobody could have, nobody could have gone to the gorge. This is like the first time. And I was just like turned around and saw, I was grossed out and sad at first, but then I was like, wow, we got to celebrate and it changed my demeanor. It was yeah. like, wow, this is, and people were working, they were cleaning. They, yeah. It was, yeah, there was something to jobs. do. Oh exactly. yeah, Fish has the green crew. They, they, oh, yeah, I was literally yeah. gonna say, yeah, Fish has a green crew, and and you got to see a naked person. Yes. Oh, I so did, did we? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> At our oh, show in there. So, so literally Sunday night, I just I, this is a story. So Sunday night at the Gorge, uh, me, Dan, and Kev were sitting in like lawn chairs watching the Sponge set, and this dude who was on something just like walks up to me, breathing heavily, like just very aggressively, and just like puts both of his hands in his pants and just like forehead against my forehead and I was like okay that's enough uh, and then we all got that's up a and then we all got up and then he literally got naked and someone had to get him out of the show yeah. it was lame oh, oh, sound guy that's blame. pretty aggressive Mel's was a dude that came stumbling out of a porta potty oh, with the fucking trash bag around his waist <laughs> a trash yeah. bag so right after that moment <sighs> that I had I was like oh my god look at all these bottles this is horrible and then I was like oh my god but this is a great it's moment beautiful. this is like beautiful and then this guy comes, we walk out and this guy comes literally stumbling outside of the porta potty and he had a trash bag and he's like, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> what does it look like? Trust Wait, like, like wearing it, it like, a, like a diaper? Yes, wearing it around it like a skirt. Like had it tied around. That's awesome. And he was. <laughs> Dan, I can't believe they saw you when you yeah. were wearing that trash bag <laughs> oh skirt. Oh my God. I thrifted that in Seattle. You guys like it? It was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of really great moments, but I think about what you said, um, Sage, like what are the, and calling these two guys up and like, should we go to Shoreline? What is it about Fish? That was us and in what, Eugene. What is it, what is it, uh, what was it about the show that time that made you like say that? It made you like, no, I'll do it if they'll do it. Like, oh, well, I mean, dude, it's like a... It's literally like a drug. I don't yes. know how else to explain yes. it. Like, exactly. I mean, I went, you know, it's like I saw the first shows, the Baker's Dozen, and then six months later I saw New Year's, which were the next shows that were announced. And then that following year I went and saw, like, as many, sh I went coast to coast, and I did the whole tour, basically. And, like, wow. 
I guess that doesn't really answer your question as no, to it's why. If, but it's <laughs> because like I think the why is different for everybody, but it's so hard to explain still. Well, because there's so many things. It's like you want to see your homies at like you know like yeah. once you know as y'all know it's like once you get into the scene you start to like Make you family. know develop friends that are in every city along yes. the way. So you're like oh well now I got to go see that show because homie's gonna be there. I want to see that show because homie's gonna be there. And then you know. Obviously, if it's a holiday show, I mean, that's another benefit and added thing, like, you know, why you would want to go farther along. But, I mean, yeah, it's just, like, the best. And the All of it. Best All of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Apple. It's like, uh, what was how much your, time you got? What was your moment? Uh, <clears throat> my, my moment? Well, the moment for me was the, the wrap-up moment. The first two, Stand on the Hill. Yeah. Bookend. Me and, Bri- me and Bryce. One of my favorite moments of that, too, is I really bonded a lot more with Bryce on that trip. Me and Bryce was, like, my parking lot homie fucking actually helped me find my way back to camp several things why hi why you couldn't find your way yeah i was so freaking high i didn't know where anything parties my fat fat burger was my fucking check it's like if you get me back to the fat burger truck dude i know which way to head from there there. fucking but that 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 first tube closer we were standing there facing John B. Everybody was standing, and we were doing like the surfing thing, fucking just facing. That's a dun, the dun, tube. dun 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 dun, and like guy, it was. It was like surfing. It was amazing. And the, I mean, the most special thing is that was like one of the first shows back after lockdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the gorge, yeah, right. with all those people, the hugs, the running barefoot through the grass and Ugh. over the concrete, not giving a shit. I don't care if I cut my foot off. Yeah. I was running around. I was running around barefoot oh, the whole. I missed that bare, barefoot in the grass running around. Oh my god! Yeah, I've uh, I got to do a few uh, you know lockdown COVID shows with Apple and like you know we definitely have fun. We're out there in our pods and our our sections, but seeing him at the gorge with his tight ponytail on the top of his head, I'd never seen this party animal come out, and I was like, I knew something was special with this. And exactly, exactly. I think for me. It was the bittersweet motel. Good one. <laughs> I I've heard that song a million fucking times. I have never heard that song before. Mm-hmm. That night I was like, oh shit, just like tears. Yeah, he was. I was <laughs> fuck I, blown away, and I don't know what it was. Just happened to be the moment, and stars were aligned or whatever. But that just like. Sunk into my soul that night. I remember being at the gorge and 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 kind of feeling that this this very unique energy at these shows. And, I, and Josh and and Sage, they were trying to convince me to come down to Eugene for the shows in the fall. They were like, "Dude, yes. like, don't worry about work and just quit. You know, just fuck <laughs> work, just whatever. Do and like then, us." And then fast forward to fall tour, like I'm literally quit my job. I'm playing in this band now, and I'm at these fish shows. And I'm Damn. like, and like when I when they brought that up to me at the gorge in the summertime, I'm like, "There's no way I am going. There's no, there's no way I'm making it to Eugene. I'm not going to these fish shows. Like I have a job to do. Like I I was the fact I, you wouldn't drive five hours to see fish though makes me question but, our but friendship. Dude, but, <laughs> it was a Tuesday. It was you a drive five hours to see. I used up all my PTO. I couldn't get paid for it. I would, I'd be broke. What? Yeah. Uh, fish time. Yeah, thank you. Fish time. Fish off. time off. No, but like I I, I would like I, I just I was picturing myself just at the shows and I was like there's no other way that no no other place that I can be I need to do this it's and the it happiest was like, place on earth it was and and I, I mean to tie it back I I think it was not only the energy of fish I think it was the energy of sponge too that drew me wow. in like I, 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 I have right to say on. like I, I don't think if sponge hadn't played 
those sets and I wasn't in the band when they were playing those sets at the gorge in the in the lot. And I don't think if they had I don't think if these guys had played these shows I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be playing in this band. I wow. wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't have gone to the Eugene Fish shows. Like so much happened because we just camped next to these guys at the Gorge. <laughs> and it's 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 so serendipitous. Look at that word, wow. right? Well, and even that outside of that, though. I'll just say in general, mm-hmm. those shows like there is like a direct result from those shows and how big our name kind of like. Yeah, went I was going to ask yeah. you about the like, after effects, you oh, know, maybe dude, social I media, mean, whatever. Now there, there was people like from Nashville, from Georgia, mid, you know, Chicago, New York. We were we would go to other. So, this OK, this was actually one of the most surreal moments I'll, I'll, I had from that is after those shows. Fall tour comes around and uh, I was at the SF shows, you know, mm, I did okay. the whole, I did all the West Coast ones. Oh, except for the, no, I didn't do the Silicon ones, but I'm in SF hanging out on the lot, just, you know, doing what you do on lot, being, uh, being a work, work thank <laughs> you. And um, someone sees I was wearing a sponge shirt and uh, this, this um, lady sitting down, like, it's like, oh, like, sponge, nice. And um, I'm just like, oh, like, have you, I, I'm like, oh, have you heard of them? Like, trying to be, like, third party. They're like, yeah, dude, they're fucking sick. They, like, I raged it at the gorge after fish. It was so sick, so fun. And I was like, oh, like, I'm actually the drummer. And she, like, wide-eyed, like, totally her demeanor changes. And she, like, jumps up and is like, are you serious? Like, can I get a photo with you? And I'm oh. like. Wait, are you serious? Like, yeah. and can I get a photo like, with yeah. you? And then she like tells like the two friends. She was like, "Dude, this is like he's in that band that I was in." And then like they all like their demeanor Aww. changes. Like, oh, should we like know these guys? Like, and it was just like, whoa, like Safe this is kind of an interesting. Hell yeah, sensation, that's when good you know? like, good job cool. pays off, yeah. right? Yeah, there. and it no. was it was really bizarre because I've only been with the band for two months, and I had two separate people in Bellingham, Washington, last weekend come up to me and be like, "When is Sponge coming to Bellingham?" I'm like, what? "Whoa, what? yeah." People from Colorado <laughs> were like hitting us up when I went. When I was in the Bay, like, yeah, I mean, so many times people, like, recognized me in the crowd and were like, Sponge! And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's what? surreal. Like, for how? Sure. It's like, a trip. how? Yeah. It's a fucking so, trip. And then, of course, too, the, the Eugene after parties just kind of doubled that, you know? Yeah. Like, there were people who had seen us at the Gorge, went back to wherever, and then when they were planning their west coast runs they specifically like the, for the eugene shows we're doing fish or sponge after parties you know like yeah. they like before getting on the plane even they knew like that was part of their wow. whole trip which oh, just yeah. like completely you know is just like well, wow, enjoy the ride know? gentlemen i yeah. mean that this is just the very beginning yeah. so, but i will also down. say <laughs> it seems a lot cool but there is also this weird pressure that comes with that i will okay. say there's a Truly. pressure you probably don't really like expect because it's like let's hear it like uh, well now like one we have to keep it going <laughs> yes now we can't yeah. it's like one we can't burn out like you and know it's and not just, just be kind of done yeah you know we have to like make keep it going to yep. even keep and that's one of my going. fears sage is keeping going we're in it well, yeah exactly like now if we stop like one that would just be such a bummer you know yeah and just if not even if we didn't stop, but if we just didn't keep going as hard as we're, if we sorry if we didn't keep going as hard as we're going currently, that like it'll start to dry up and we just won't like you know. I know what you mean. So it's like the momentum. We can, like I'm like oh like now it's like even more now. Like before it didn't even matter because no one even knew us. So who 
gave a shit whether or not we did anything or didn't do anything. Now people know us. And if we do the wrong thing, you know, like maybe they'll, it'll just, the next band's going to come along and just like, no, that's you know. not true. I'll not tell true. you how it's not true from a fan's perspective. If you like a band, you want them to keep going. And it's the bummer is, is when they don't do something, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. if they do a wrong thing. Right, right. You right. don't care. You just want to see them, hear them, experience them. It's like, man, when are they going to come out with something new? Or, yeah. man, when are they going to come by, you know, to when are they going to come to Portland? Totally. It's not like, oh, be, they did that thing and that sucked. That could be t- like, two, two bands like a day, like famous, but Radiohead and Tool waiting six, seven, eight, ten, thirteen years for an album. Like, <laughs> holy shit, it's yeah. hard to still be a fan. Well, you had a hard time with that with Tool. He's like, dude, it's been so long. And they're not even really relevant to me anymore. And then Radiohead, they're four or five. between albums without much hearing anything i can imagine that but would be difficult though after so many years of of topping yourself album after album getting better and better and better and better and And then it's like where do you go from there there's pressure now yeah no exactly it's just just gonna keep getting worse which is kind of this funny almost like Oh, you wanted this so much. Like you were like, you know, from a kid, you wanted this. Well, here you go. Like, you know, is it, you know, is it what you wanted? And in a lot of ways, yes. But also in a lot of ways, like, oh, or even, you know, like doing the wrong thing was like, are the last time you guys have seen us, are we playing enough new material that you guys are like, oh, well, they did most of this last show, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, they're kind of, okay. Or or are you not playing enough hits of the old ones? Yeah. Everybody wants to hear those. It's like, oh, well, I really like the vibe from that first show and they didn't do any of that this show. Like, I don't know if I like them. It was no Hampton. We've had someone actually (laughs) searching for a no pulp for some time. And the last couple shows, you know, it was actually at Central Saloon. She was there and she was like, Oh, I'm mad at you guys. You know, obviously not like serious, yeah. but she yeah, was like, you didn't Dylan. play No Pulp. Yeah, Dylan. <laughs> so that, you, like, the one show she could wanted. make, No Pulp. They put it on the set list. And oh. they just, it just, oh, it just we told her, there. we no, told we her it just the next day we, we would do it. twice. We played it, we went in and we out We said, of it. if you come to Olympia tomorrow night, we're going to play it. And she's like, oh, for sure, I'll be there. And then she didn't come. So we were like, you know what? We're going to play it. And then, and then at the high dive, she was traveling. And then we also played Dylan. Dylan, if you're listening to this, you, you will never get that note. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we will be sure to it. Oh, oh don't say that. Don't say no, that. That's me. You'll get it. So Keep following. If uh, or since people out there want to find out more about Sponge, where do they go? Uh, so we have a website, a handy dandy website run by Josh. Yes. Um, we have Built an Instagram. You can talk um, to your doctor and ask if sponge is for you if you're healthy enough yeah. sponge is right for you, yeah, you um, don't do don't take sponge if you've been experiencing heartburn you uh, need a prescription for sponge though make sure you leakage. talk to your doctor about a prescription um, so okay yeah so just Instagram you know that's where we keep our fun photos S-P-U-N-J uh, S-P-U-N-J right. our YouTube has like our live stuff um, and YouTube and is recorded, spun jelly yeah spun jelly YouTube um, if you just look up like Sponge Live Portland, Eugene, Seattle, or Bend, it will come up. Um, and the website is www.spongemusic.com. S P U N J music.com. We're also running a GoFundMe at the moment. Yeah. And so if you guys, uh, if there's anybody out there that would like to pitch into the GoFundMe, please uh, give us your money. Yeah, give all us of your it. money. <laughs> all, <laughs> of, all of your money. Because you guys all heard, man, none of these fuckers are working. We ain't got really jobs. Recording and traveling is really expensive. Please, I'm Be- so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten in days. You can only eat so much mac and cheese. Well, uh, I'm glad that 
that the universe saw fit to make us all wait to hang out. Absolutely. Yes, fucking I agree. Likewise. Oh my fun. goodness. Yeah. Do we even like talk about all of that? Just the, the, I don't, never mind. Just move forward. <laughs> well, back forward. In. Okay. I'm on. not talking. How back <laughs> in. Just shut up. Brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for having us on. This has been yeah. so much fun. Yeah. yeah thanks too, for joining man. us. It's Absolutely. been great. Um, yeah. Like, like they said, if you want to find out more, go to sponge music, S P U N J music.com and go to YouTube. It's spun jelly. And, uh, you know what? Can't and wait it, to hang out. You're going to be able to say that you listened to that band before they were huge. And I want to say one, one, They're just one now. last thing about them after, because it really, the first time I really got to see, like, see your performance was in Keezy Square after the Eugene shows. Uh. I, I saw you a little bit in the lot at Gorge, but How I was so high and that, so man. lost. <laughs> but the, you guys, you guys, it's something that you guys have is seeing you that reminds me of Fish and these other bands is a camaraderie on stage yes. and you're all having so much fun. Yeah. yeah. The smiles, smiles we saw on your face and the diverse crowd that just started kind of being drawn towards the music yep. at Kesey Square. There was all different ages and groups and everything all uh, hanging out. I as didn't want to leave. We had, we had <clears throat> tickets for everyone orchestra um, that Aaron got cause we have had Matt Butler on the show and we like his work and we're excited but walking through that, ha- having to walk past that first, I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. This yeah, is we saw you guys. Heard, we went and saw Yak attacking them for a few minutes, and that bar was just. It, it, we came right. It was back. a lot of drunk people and <laughs> cramped, and we were like, yeah. "That that was freaking up pretty awesome. Let's go catch those guys yeah. some more." Yeah, you, so yeah, you it was awesome seeing you guys on stage ambience. together. Can't wait Thank to you. see it Thank again you tonight. So much. All Thank right, you so much, everybody out there. Make sure you follow them and yep. do all the things and listen to the music and stuff do all the stuff what not do all, all right. things push the likes the loves <laughs> double Jesus. taps fucking, fucking all the things all the hashtags all right yeah, we love you guys hashtags. we'll be back later with stuff stay tuned Woo! thank you bye for now <laughs> are you hungry because i came home and didn't eat lunch after work okay that will do it. That will do it every time. Why you're hungry. I've been up since 4 a.m. And Ooh. it is past four right now. Well, what'd you think of the Sponge interview, Mel? I love them. I love Sponge. I love their music. Their personalities. They're all cutie patooties. Um, I w- will have them on again. I will go see them play soon. I mean, I'm down for them. Go fund me. Click on their GoFundMe. Everybody that you that's listening to this, they need support. In so, that in that whole rant that you just gave, the thing that's that I'm stuck on is cutie patooties. Cause they're all adorable <laughs> sweethearts, and it was just so fun. I, one of my favorites is when the bands come to the house. Yeah, and one of a second one of my favorites is when we get all of the band on, and that yes. happened t- with them. So yeah. we got all the band, and they came to the house, and so yeah, man, they have a special place in my heart. Yeah, I I can't wait. They're they're playing on March seventeenth. They're opening for La Special here in Portland, and um, I can't wait to see them open for th- that band. That's gonna be amazing. The other thing I can't wait to see how how nervous Bryce is gonna be on the lead up up to that. Oh yeah, trying to manage everything the way he does. <laughs> he he. You know what? Bryce is the perfect um manager for that band. Yes. And, and when I, I don't know if we talked about it in when they were here, but they got lost. No, we touched on it for a second, but they got lost. And Bryce, that was in full manager mode 
of like worried, He's apologizing like a, yeah. to us because of our time. We're like, we're hanging out all day, man. There, there's not, but, 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 but they, they need to be here. They should have been here. And then everything just worked out wonderfully. Bryce was not going to join us for this interview. Like that, that, that was also funny. Yeah. I was getting ready to come down and got a drink or something. He's just getting all set up to He's chill in the living room. And yeah. Like a manager would like, okay, guys, you're going into the room, do the interview. I'll be out here, you know, working on stuff where it's like, no, you are coming in the room with us. This is <laughs> going to take a little bit and we want you in here. Yeah, man. It felt like family. It felt like, it you know, maybe like, you know, Sydney's friends that, you know, came by and well, it was just like a really good it felt good. It, it was a good vibe. We had the opportunity to hang out a little bit in Eugene at set break at the fish shows and got to know them a little bit there too. And I really didn't. I just saw them, but their set after the fish show oh, was fuck, freaking square. out of this world. Yeah. They were killing it. They, that Keezy square show was so much fun. And that, that's like, that's what these guys, well, we talk about it and we talked about it in the interview and stuff, but that that's awesome. Like, that you can do they just no permit or nothing go drop the whole band in the middle of ken kesey square down in eugene and get weird played for hours either the cops let it go until there was a noise complaint finally at like 2 30 just you know they're doing amazing things i want to know like first of all eugene is a pretty heady place yeah i mean let's just be honest and then second if you're living near Keezy Square in Eugene, why on a Friday night or a Saturday night are you calling for a noise complaint? Like you asked for it. You well, live in Eugene just, next to Keezy Square. Just a reminder, these shows were on Tuesday and Wednesday. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I get your point. You're living in Eugene. Yeah. Near the, like, well, never mind. That whole thing that yeah. I just said. Is be, well, you think you did like, if you didn't like it, just be like, turn your own music up or put some headphones on with music you like. Yeah. Be cool, man. Relax, brother. But yeah. So everybody, you know what to do, man. Follow, follow the guys because they're part of the family and uh, they're going places. These guys are going to bust out of the Pacific Northwest with a vengeance. And then you're going to be like, damn, I wish I would have seen them when they were playing little rooms. Getting down mm-hmm. while they're moving up. Right. That's what mm-hmm. we're doing. We're getting down while we're moving up. Yep. <laughs> How's it feel today, Mel? Getting down while you're moving up. I like it. All right. That's why I said it. <laughs> so what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. There's lots of, actually lots of stuff has been going on. I know we just mentioned it um, in the intro right before we had the interview, but um, we've been doing Grateful Dead tarot readings and that has really brought a change about in the house. It's so crazy. Cause like there's certain things that happen to all of us that like literally change the house. And that's kind of hard to do. You got five different personalities and we're all into different things, but bringing something like the tarot into the house and seeing how that's kind of changed. I don't want to say the mood, but like the trajectory, I feel like it's changed our trajectory and I don't know how else to kind of like, you know, what, what discuss do you mean, that. How do you, how do you, how would you explain that? Well, cause I, cause like, I know what you mean, but somebody out there may be like, huh? You know, it's just like, I feel like, okay, say you're going to grandma's house and you know the way to grandma's house and you drive that way 
and then you are listening to a song and it inspires you and you're like, you know what? I'm going to make a pit stop and you make a pit stop and you see like this dope sunset. And so like on the way to grandma's house, now you've got these beautiful pictures and like it elevates your mood and you, maybe you're going to go on a trip next week after that. Like it's kind of one of those, you take a fork in the road and it leads you into a brand new surroundings. And I feel like that's what the tarot has done. It's like we were going in a certain direction, not necessarily certain direction, but we were going in a direction. And I feel like the tarot just kind of opened up a new path. And there's like butterflies in it and like a Sasquatch <laughs> riding a bike. There is a leprechaun. I saw him. He has there, rosy cheeks. Yeah, sheets. like little dancing bears with flowers and bolts. And like, it's just a, it's well, been was, really good for me. I think me. you'd mention it too. It was kind of like readjust, like the font, like feng shui. It kind of opened things yes. up. More, like kind of like, let's rearrange some things and allow for other opportunity and things to come our way. It's a good way to put it, Apple, like a funk, it, it, the interior, it, the feng shui of like the self. And it was really cool too, to like, we mentioned that we were doing readings um, a couple of episodes ago. We said it here on the show and I was like, Hey, if you want a reading, go to um, no simple road at gmail.com. Send me an email. And, and lo and behold, we got, we one. got one. And um, Mel and I did the first one and, uh, it was cool, man. It, it We had a couple things to figure out, like for the next one. Yeah, well, but, we're working the bugs out. But the content of the reading and the the way that these cards speak is very powerful. Well, I, I, no, beyond that, I'm talking about just the you and me part of it. Oh, yeah. Like, it was really cool for you and I to be doing our magic together. Yeah. and And to... As we were doing it, I thought to myself, wow, this feels like a supposed to be situation. Mm-hmm. And it felt strong. Yeah. And, and when we were done, it was like, wow, why haven't we been doing that? <laughs> well, like we had friends over the other day and I was telling, I was <laughs> telling her, I was like, man, after that reading, it was like better than post-sex. And then Aaron walked by and was like, what? I was like, what, I don't know about that post sex. She's like, after the tarot reading, I was like, oh, it wasn't that good. It was good. Wasn't that I fucking just, good? It was just so elevating is really what, what I meant. It was like good in a way that I can't describe. Cause it was like a, it made my heart feel good. And it also made my psyche feel good. So like, I don't understand how to like, why that did that and how it did it, but it did. When you're, uh, Doing your purpose? Yeah. When, <laughs> you're, when you found your special purpose. At, no, when you're in a relationship with somebody and you have, because we're individuals, we're all individuals. We have our own shit that we like, you know? You like collaging. I like playing guitar. You like vegan food. I like hamburgers. Like, we all have our own stuff that we like. But when you're in a relationship and you have those interests that overlap right that's like that's the glue in your relationship that's the the attracting a lot of the time the attractive part and when you can like when you have the opportunity to hone a skill together that you both enjoy and 
you add something to it that I don't and I add something to it that you don't. Yeah, for sure. And it makes it this like complete thing. That's fucking dope. Yeah, it is. It. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Whatever you said, it's. It elevated me in a way that was lasting. That's another thing. Like, you know, you, you go to the park and you have a cool sunshiny day and it's like fun. Yay. And you go home and it's, it's done. This like all week I've been like internally feeling good about it and just thinking about different ways to enhance it, to make it better, to, you know, just what's weird is tarot is not new to us. No. But what is new is us doing readings together. Together, Yeah. We've always done them. Like I'll do a reading for someone or you'll do a reading. Yeah. Okay. You and I are going to sit down and. And I like tag team back again. Yeah, it, it was record. it was cool. It, you see stuff that I don't see in there. Well, that's kind of like our interviews. You guys are interested in stuff that you want to know about, and I'm interested in my own whole separate stuff. You know, and we so I'll see it from a different angle. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get Apple involved in the reading. I think that we should all do one for oh, the show. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, that's, I'm looking forward to that too. I love that you guys are doing it at first, and when I join it, it'll happen at the right time because I'm learning more every day well, I just about mean it by getting privately into too because that oh, would that be dope. too yes that that as well but i mean yeah the tarot has it's if, added something to the house something that like you said that's last like, like uh that resonates it's just yeah funny, that, that's that a good stays, word resonates that, that it, it resonates through the house now it doesn't go away it, it's here i remember a few episodes ago you were like i wonder why the tarot has been so strong around here <laughs> and i was like um, <laughs> probably because on New Year's Eve, we did a tarot ritual here in the house and like invoked the energy of the tarot to come be in the house. And it actually happened. There's, um, I can't find it right now, but there is something in my No Simple Road book from the interviews. I can't recall who said it, but it says, don't be surprised when the magic is real. Yeah. what (laughs) and that's exactly what how i was feeling like oh my god (laughs) i can't believe this and um it's funny and silly at the same time again because tarot's not new to aaron and i but it's new together so it's new again it made it new again yeah and because this deck is yeah then you add the yeah, it's, exactly. It. So it feels like a new interest, even though it's something that we have roots in. Well, that's the that's the whole like cultivating the of course attitude. Yes, I and, and not cocky. No, like, of course, if I can. Ha- but like when when you're trying to manifest stump, something, something and and it comes to you to not be like holy shit but it's just like of course of course that happened i'm i was working on manifesting that so yeah that happened you know it yeah so i guess it's just a big uh level of gratitude that i have an attitude of gratitude i'm grateful to share something with you and i'm grateful to have a rekindled love for something that um is so powerful and don't forget the whole like being able to do that for the no simple road family is fucking cool as shit it's, it, i feel like it's another like a full circle moment it feels like a full circle thing i feel like i didn't know this when um 
when the show first started, you and I definitely are mom and dad for sure, but we're not everyone's mom and dad. But because the show has was your brainchild and we are parents and a lot of our listeners could be technically our, our children, like the age group. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about, there's something about the mom and dad aspect that we provide for the No Simple Road crew that makes this being able to read tarot for you guys even more precious. Me, mom, people be getting witchy up in here. It's it's like the ability, <laughs> yeah, it's the ability to give our our children or not, you know, in the greater sense, like advice and and guidance and insight and clarity and direction. And, you know, we're providing this like fun outlet. They could listen to these interviews, but then you want to get a little bit deeper. Like we have that in us to do. And so it's available. Also, this is a new way of, I mean, talk about connecting with our listeners and everything. I was so excited that you guys got such a quick response. Me too. Of somebody asking when you said that they, both of you were so lit up when, when Aaron saw it was like, we, wait, somebody already asked for one. And then I came home when it was the other night, I get home around six 30. I came home at the tail end of it. And I just heard you. I just heard you guys in here and heard the laughter. You were like at the end, you ended up telling you were, you know, just chatting afterwards and let, but you two laughing and everything. when you came out of the room, you were just, you were just lit up. It was, you were really, both just lit up, just like so happy. And like you were glowing, yeah. you were carrying like the magic. With it you. was really cool to like, meet one of our listeners like I that know. and like just sit down and hang out even beyond just a tarot reading like and it felt like he felt familiar yeah he felt like we knew him yep. somehow yep. right okay yep. i'm glad i'm glad i said that yeah there wasn't yes it was it, i i don't know if it's because he knew us and so that made it feel like we knew each other but connect but it felt familiar. I think also with the connection, I mean, cause this is a listener of ours who's into the grateful dead. And this deck is something that connects that we had a friend over today who ordered himself a deck. He said, this is something that he really is looking forward to because it, for me as well, what I look forward to with this deck is the familiarity of the grateful dead songs, the imagery, everything like that. And he said it, it removed that, not not taboo or anything, but a lot of some of the decks are scary. Yeah, it's the mystical imagery and, and stuff, kind of, and and like like makes you feel like you, you. It's like that book I got. What the fuck is tarot? It, it, a lot of people, and I was it, like, like oh, messing with yes. some. Dark I don't understand. Magic. I, I need to. I need to. I need to. You know, get some training and read a ton of books before I can ever understand what this wizardry All is. These mala beads and stand yeah. on one toe. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I I I definitely believe that tarot deserves some respect in that way like it it is a tool and it is magical uh for sure for sure yeah but i mean anybody can learn a two-year-old can learn you know and that's the the other thing about this so this is something i haven't talked about much but like i had a, a a slight trepidation about putting putting the tarot on our website like in the back of not not even so much in the back of my head in the front of my head i, I was like am i sure am, that i want to do this like it, is it going to make us look weird like we are weird I, babe but is it going to make people that don't know tarot be yeah, put off yes that's what i meant 
And that's then, the, yeah. And then I thought to myself, fuck it. First of all, that yeah. was the first thing. Like, fuck it. Who gives a shit? Second thing was when we go to a show, every single person that we meet is into some shit. Well, and we've talked about lots and lots of things, tarot included on the show. So if by us putting that on our website and they're offended, sorry, no, no, no. Like, offended not, is or, not, or is, is not put the, off. Yeah. Like tripped, scared. I mean, sorry, Cause, but not sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Well, and and you guys know I love you out there saying that, but like. And, and on the, and that may, I mentioned it a minute ago. I'm just going to throw it out there. This is, you know, not a sponsor or anything, but the WTF is tarot. The what the fuck is tarot book. If you're like me, me and Aaron went to the local bookstore here and, and we were looking at books and there's one I was going to, and then he picked it up, looked at it. I didn't, I saw it. I actually saw their website and I was like, you know, that's like tarot for dummies. I'm not a dummy. Well, I am. And, well, it, I got and this, I was the like, tarot what for the fuck d- is tarot? It's in mm-hmm. language that I could totally understand. Her story of coming to tarot is, I mean, it, it's just, it's amazing. If you don't understand it and want to have a knowledge and it's kind of funny in a cool way, because she's like, why the fuck me? Who the fuck am I? What the fuck is it? It really mm-hmm. breaks it down and makes it very approachable and comfortable. And, and I mean, as with anything out there, you can attach as much mystery to this thing as you want or detach as much mystery to this thing uh, as you want. It can be as spooky and witchy as you want it to be, or it can be a tool. Well, when I went to pick up the food yesterday, I was listening to a new um, podcast on tarot and it was two clinical psychologists that also happened to have a love for tarot. And they were talking about narcissism and pulling cards, talking about narcissism. So, so this is like, let me just finish my thought. This is a tool period. It stands to reason that clinical psychologists would um, use the tarot because the whole idea of the collective unconscious is a psych psychiatric trope and that is the driving force between between people and tarot cards is the collective unconsciousness and our your collective unconscious knows the energy on those cards and you draw them to yourself i mean that's well but the way that they were using them they say they had a subject like narcissism was their subject they Mm -hmm. were not doing a reading to a person or each other Wow, Siri just decided to join in. Join in. You're not welcome here. Go ahead, babe. Sorry. Um, where was I at? You were talking about the Oh, so yeah, so they they weren't um doing a reading per se. They were pulling cards and talking about the subject of narcissism and the cards that they pulled, they were describing what they meant in that um, subject in that context, in that context. Exactly. And it was incredible. That's really cool. They were talking about the person who is a narcissist versus the person who maybe has to deal with them, like the child or a lover or a friend. And they were reading these tarot cards for all angles of hmm. that. Okay. So breaking it down a little more and more clinical yes, like, way. It, of was what an, the it was very intriguing. Yeah. Who to thunk. So, Tarot can be for many, many things, not just to do readings on people, just for your own everyday life. Like, you know, 
You want a little insight into what's making you tick or feel a certain way? You can use it. Yeah, maybe you're having problems with like your mom or your sister or somebody and you just do a little cart pull for yourself. Like what's going on? What's what is is it me? Is it them? What do I need to know about this? Is it me and them? Yeah. (laughs) How can I? Yeah. And what can I do to adjust it? So long winded way to say that. Sign up for tarot reading. And um, John B., I know you're listening to this, just finished your tarot collage. It is fucking dope. Yeah, it is. I love Sick. it. It's laminated, almost ready to go. I will have it in the mail by Tuesday. And if you out there just heard that, not John B., but you driving <laughs> Whoever in the car else. or standing in your business or whatever, walking in the park, if you want Mel to make you a tarot card um, for the year, everybody send her an email at no simple road at gmail.com with your birth day or birth month and day and 20 bucks to the PayPal and we will mail and your address and we'll mail She'll mail you back a laminated card that she creates it, for you. Yeah, It does take, year. it takes a minute. They're like about five, um, five by seven. So I, you know, they're, they're fairly big. They're laminated like Aaron said, and it comes with like a little brief description and um, this is a tarot card for for the year. Like if if you were to pull one card for the entire year, this would be it. And it's a medicine piece. Like every, Totem. I just looked over, I, I made one for Ryder earlier and I just w- wanted to take some pictures of it and I pulled his out and I forgot. It's so powerful. The imagery is amazing. And so what I do is I pull several different decks to kind of get inspiration on, on what I'm seeing. And then I, I create my own with, you know, cuttings and trimmings and pictures and stickers, yeah, all and that glitter and yep, paint all that, and- all the, the, all them things. So, you know, that's a, an aspect of the scene that we're all a part of that, um, isn't talked about a lot. What aspect? is the, like what I was just saying, like everybody that, not everybody, 95% of the people that you run across at a show are into something. They, crystals, um, feng shui, herbs, herbs, uh, yeah, yoga, breath work, some, all like something and something good for you. Well, not just good for you, but alternative. Yeah. Esoteric, yes. I guess, or esoteric is the word. And, um, it's something that's not, normalized well it's it's very popular right currently in our in our society like it's it's getting so much more popular but i would say maybe even up to four years ago it it wasn't as popular it was considered new age yes yeah and i don't feel like that stigma still exists it's Mm -mm. it's either that or it's just slowly dying or i'm getting older all of you above (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i think that like having conversations about it and demystifying it and helping people to like, cause I, we actually know some people that are n- not comfortable with it. Yeah. And, and we've helped to shed light on that, which makes me happy mm-hmm. because my sister is one of those people yep. who does not like anything like that. She's very scared of it. She understands Fuck. like she has like a great fear of it. And the other day you, we posted something on our page and she saw it and she asked me about it. And I was just like sitting and explaining it to her. And, and it was the first time 
my, my sister and I are seven years apart. It was the first time that I've ever talked about tarot that she wasn't scared. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was so, it was the coolest thing, you know? And like, like I've, she's seen it my whole life because, or, you know, at least since we've been married. So over 20 years and she never really cares about a reading. She never really wants one. She's She's just, nope. And it was the first time I talked to her about it, that she was like more open and not scared. And I was like, right on sister. Like I respect all people who are interested, not interested, scared, whatever it I'm down to I'm down to help in whatever modality I can. And tarot just happens to be my current bay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, that's that. Yeah. No, but like I said, having conversations about it, normalizing it is important. Yep. And uh, taking the scary away from it because it's not fucking scary. It it's just be. not. It can be. Nah. I'll, I'll say that Aaron's Blech. under exaggerating. I'm with that. Not. It it can be. But people the people people that have been scared of it and how that they would yeah. You you don't agree, but yeah. There yeah. there's a lot of imagery on some of those decks that people don't understand. If somebody okay, goes to symbology that people don't to understand. Get a death card or the devil, there's gonna be a little fucking fear. There's if especially if you're not familiar with what the death card means. Or, right. Yeah, and that's one know? cool thing about the Grateful Dead deck is that shit's not I mean, well, and it's kind of scary. I mean, skeletons, all, but, it, but if you're a deadhead, you've been yeah. very familiar you've with been all yeah. of it. Surrounded by skeletons your entire sure. dead career. Yeah. I mean, some of those de- like the, some of the decks look they you know, well, some of the deck, the imagery is hundreds of years old and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that's some spooky Harry's- looking shit like you'd see in books you don't want to look at. That's <laughs> true. I guess I just like <laughs> shit like that. So it doesn't scare me. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> So what about you, Apple? How's your week been? And what's that? How's my week? My my week was, it was pretty good. It was, it was a good week uh, with cannabis related work and all that stuff. And it was super fun weekend. Yeah. Uh, Trying my, oh yeah. I was trying to remember what we did yet. Your Friday night, we had friends over, had been tip over, hung out all evening. It was just a really nice hangout. Not too late, not. Almost every time it's because we go to a concert together. This was just like a cool. Yeah, there was no hang out at home. Yeah, hang out at home, chill chill. with each other. Great. Yeah, you broke. I get all the charcuterie stuff, and it was all. It was all. I'm always impressed. I'm getting more and more used to that when everything's kind of vegan based and stuff. I used to be so against that. Like, I need to have some meat or something. But there's so many good things now Mm -hmm. that fall in that realm of the vegan stuff. But that was a great night. Saturday was awesome because we, I, I love it when you two are in veg mode. It was awesome <laughs> because then the whole house just kind of calm, you know, we, we were all three of us were just kind of like, uh, let's just hang out. And then we went on, uh, on Joe, Joe and Joe, oh, on, that's the road right. with Joe and Joe. on the road with Joe and Joe podcast out there. You got to check them out. They uh, came to us years ago. Listeners of us came out here from Ohio to visit and stay with us for a little bit. And like got encouragement from us to start their own podcast. Aaron told them straight out. It's like, just do it. Like, you know, do it. And they're, and they're doing it now. They're having fun. They're on the road. They do. It's kind of like their trip reports on the road and stuff. That was super fun last night. And then today, much to Aaron and our buddy Cody Chagrin, I, they started this weekly Sunday thing where they get together to play guitar. And I've had a ba- I've had 
two bases for many, many years. I don't touch it. When I touch them, it's laying on my couch, acting like I'm less Claypool. Just <laughs> plucking. It's what I, it's like, you know, just, I, I think I'm cool, but it's very private. And they've been encouraged me to play with them. And I played with them today for a while. Proud I learned you, some Apple. of the trucking too, baseline. Cody, he started teach. he taught me the uh, baseline for the goose song that you guys were doing and Rockdale. I was, for yeah for Rockdale and I was starting to get that down as a little more technical and it it was super fun it was a super fun day I, I think I, I realized this morning like, that was a great breakfast but having a breakfast that heavy at like 8 30 in the morning that play, we went to a restaurant spot called gravy just <laughs> You can fill in the blend. It's, it's nice called, light, dude. They it's had called on gravy. The it it was amazing, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was heavy, good food. Uh, but that it's kind of bogged me down all day. It's just kind of like, oh, that was. I told Mel that earlier. The, listen, <gasps> eating not only gives you energy, but what you eat can also Take require energy to digest. And so, yeah, man, the heavier you eat, you get fucking digest a bowling ball. You got to sit down for a while. I've been, <laughs> I've been eating super clean lately and really good. And the last night and today, this morning for breakfast, I didn't. And I physically feel lethargic, shitty from it, just from the food. And I, I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. Well, you said earlier, I forgot what you said. You were like, can we have like something? something? Can I say, can we have salad and chicken for dinner? It's <laughs> like a bowl of air. Yeah. <laughs> Just Wait. broiled chicken and some yeah, beans. Like, you guys so are I, finally coming to my side. I've been waiting all these years. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally. But the one thing I love about your side too is Mel is not one of those people because she enjoys a good bird. Absolutely. That's my favorite is when Mel, 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 and not have meat here or there, but when she wants a burger, she wants a burger. Like mm-hmm. throw down, like yeah. uh, like the rest of us, I want like an egg on it. Oh, yeah, oh, I want yeah. a huge I burger. Don't, I don't mind eating meat at all. Um, just not your jam all the it's, time. I don't want it all the time. My body just doesn't want it. It's like that. What we were talking about that digesting. My like, I feel like a fucking slug after that, and I don't like feeling like that. Got shit to do, man. I do have shit to do. Good so yeah, to I'm, I'm on that salad, freaking fruit game. <laughs> <laughs> How's your fruit game? You Got to pick the fruit game Shoot. up. So, so that so yeah, that's yeah. My week has been super super nice. And we we had a great another great interview today. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we talked to Jeff Matson from Dark Star Orchestra today. That one's a future episode getting ready to come out here in a few weeks. So yeah, lots of exciting things as we always talk about on the horizon coming up. More shows, things, fun, more interviews. Yeah, that that that's pretty much my week. Yeah, it's a this is the busy season for No Simple Road this time of year right before festival season pops off is like we're doing like normally we do like one interview a day on the weekends. This is like two interviews Saturday, two interviews Sunday, midweek interviews. Like we're gearing up for festival season. So we're doing a bunch of interviews pre skull and roses. Um, and I'll, you know, you'll hear the names when, when they get ready to come out. But um, I'm super excited to bring you guys those interviews. They're going to be dope. And uh, I can't wait to get down there. We just uh, made our travel plans and it's, it's getting ready to happen. Everybody sure is. It's, it's that 
you know, it's the month before Christmas and it's exciting. And you know what you're already getting, but you're still excited about it. Guess what, Aaron? What? We are getting closer to the end of winter now. Are we? A little (laughs) bit closer, a little bit closer. Uh, Yeah, it will be two months into winter uh, this week. So we're past halfway now. We are. You can actually say that now. Well, we're finally past halfway in the winter. And and it's about to hit 15 degrees and be sunny in Portland this week. Interesting. The weather is so interesting here. When I it, came up earlier, you guys, I was down in my room for a little bit before we did that. I come up and they're like, you just missed the like hail oh, storm. Yeah. I go open the front door to go out in the patio. It's sunny. Birds chirping. Not a single thing except for the ground just soaked. So I knew it happened. But <laughs> and then we the come weather in here, changes like pouring rain. The second we get in here to start podcast. Weather is very interesting and fun up here. Yeah. If you live in Oregon, you know that all the seasons can happen in one day for sure. But. When festival season starts, it's going to be nice and sunny. Besties. Yeah. Are you excited? I really am excited. I'm, I want to be gone right now. I'm You're ready, ready. I'm ready to be gone. You're like, done hibernating? I mean, I'm not quite done, but by the time we get there, I'll definitely be done. I'll be like raring to go. I want to show That's- some skin. I want to run. I want to dance. I want to meet new people. I want to sing and scream like, woo. I'm ready You're for not, it. You're not a wooer. I'll woo. I'll woo this oh, year. Shit. She Mel's going to woo. She's wooed. I, I've definitely wooed. Have you? Yeah. I don't think she's ever wooed, wooed at fish shows. Yeah. I know oh, yeah. she's wooed at fish yes, shows. Yes, I have. Does that not count now? Thanks, fish Apple. Country? No, I've heard her woo, and I, I would say the most I've ever heard her woo is at fish shows. Huh. And how about that? How about they, they announce the, the fish tour? And what? Everybody, everybody want that. Well, we, we're in for those dicks ticks. I feel like <laughs> yeah, <we laughs> dicks ticks. Yep. I feel like every year that they announce a fish tour, we should do a secret. Like, we don't know when we're going to do it, but we just do a spur of the moment fish. Okay. Like, we're just like, High oh. five on it. All right. Yeah. Like, like, like going to a show? Yeah, like we, yeah. we're planning dicks, so that clearly wouldn't be it. Oh, okay. But like. No, like on a weekend, I'm just like, hey, Mel, next Wednesday. Do you want to go going, see? No, you're not going to work. I booked us plane flights to go to wherever. I don't work Wednesday, so well, well, you're okay. right. Good. And then we're going to see fish that day. <laughs> God, I can't catch a break in here. No, nah, man, this is the show. This is what the people need. It's <laughs> wow, what they okay. want. All right. Feisty. So, yeah, we will do that. You, you, you have my word. All right. Okay. That's what show? Oh, <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to mess the whole thing up. But which one, Aaron? So what surprise show is it? We put in for ticks for dicks. Just that's say like, tickets. That's like that's like toys for tots. Yeah, dick ticks. Dick ticks. And, <laughs> you guys get the dick ticks. And so wait, I'm trying to figure. I can't do the math in my head. I got. I'm because you guys. No, that's Friday. September. No, hang on a minute. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's Labor Day weekend. Shh, quiet. <laughs> so starting on the 27th, which is next Sunday, we'll know. Between then and the oh, second, if we got, if we got our tickets, we got or not. I'm actually wearing my fish crew neck fish rush. that Aaron made. Yeah, they're and not it's for sale. Amazing, anymore. they're not for sale, Those but exclusive. Yeah, this is an exclusive run, and thanks, babe. You're I welcome. love it. All right, so everybody, everybody, this is what we learned this week. What did we learn? We got the fucking sponge episode, man. That's awesome. We got we're a warm blanket. Yes. Oh, um, Sarah, thank you. We love sponge. Heart sponge. Uh, 
we're for the tarot. We yeah. Are yep. you for the tarot? Two thumbs up on tarot. Two thumbs up on tarot. Get yourself a tarot reading. Um, normalize talking about woo shit. Uh, and eat good food. Yes. And what was there was one more thing. Oh, dick ticket. Dick tickets. <laughs> I can't even say dick, it. Dick no. tickets. Fish. That was the last thing. All right. Know. All right, everybody. We love you guys. We'll be back next week with more stuff and things. And remember, it's not how much you have. It's how much you love. Oh, that's Aww. good. Simply that. We'll see you next week. Take care of each other. Smile at a stranger. Wash your fucking dirty mitts. And uh, hydrate. Safety third. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics Hey, music fans, we wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy.